toxic. That's toxic <laughs> behavior from, from us thinking up like that. But it's it's toxic as fuck for us to think like that. But it's like, I see why you did it. That shit weird as hell. But like, keep doing you. Be you. <laughs> right. It's kind of easy when you listen to the cheat up sound. Pioneer speakers bumping as I smoke on the pound. I got the sound for your ass and it's easy to see. That this DJ be more G. It's kind of easy when you listen to the cheat up sound. Pioneer speakers bumping as I smoke on the pound. I got the sound for your ass and it's easy to see. That this DJ be What's the deal? Welcome to the Everything In Between podcast, where thoughts transform into words, words evolve into actions, and actions bring us right back here for everything in between. I'm Jedi Master Quan, and I'm welcoming you to the Everything In Between podcast. What up, though, P. Davis? It's good. What's the Jedi Master Quan? How you living? Better than I deserve, brother. Better than I deserve. Um, Bank Hank is at work today for all the listeners out there tune in who've been missing him he at work you know doing his thing on his grind pay respect hey, to uh, ain't missing that nigga man <laughs> <laughs> shout yeah, out man. to my nigga Harry though man hey how you been man over these past couple of weeks man these last couple of weeks man I just been uh working um I finally finished with the training so like I've been out there on my own now and uh that's just a different ball game different ball game some- yeah, cause like when you with somebody, you know they really tell you how they how they run their shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So uh, basically, just uh, being on my own out there, it's like it's way different. Cause uh, come in, you know, get my bus together, then uh, shit, I'm on the road. You know, motherfuckers be on bullshit. I can let them ride, or you know, I kick the motherfuckers off. Shit. <laughs> you been kicking people off yet? Nah, man, I, I really don't be caring, bro. I just, I'm just here just to drive this bus and get paid, bro. I don't really have time. Niggas come in there with a million fucking excuses of why they can't pay $2 or 50 cents, bro. I don't be time to hear that shit, though. You just be like, you straight? I'm like, you got it this time, man. But if I see you again, man, then I ain't <laughs> let you ride, bro. If I you see know? you in these streets one more time without my money. <laughs> it's going to it's gonna be a problem with so some shit, you know. But I really just, I really just be on some chill shit, man. Then uh, last weekend, party with the fam. Uh, we went to uh, the Iotas. The Iotas had a uh, piss off. That shit is by far the worst shit I ever had in my life, by the way. <laughs> what? <laughs> no, no disrespect to that, but that shit was fucking terrible. Straight the, up. That little shit that they make, the little juke, that shit was fucking yeah. terrible. Gave me a headache. The centaur piss? Yeah, that shit was terrible. Damn. Never again. <laughs> Unfortunately, you ain't like it. Man, that shit's terrible. But uh, <laughs> I'm not the only one that gave a headache, too. Like, niggas was like, oh, fuck. But then, but like, it was on the west side, so, like, nigga, the whole fam pulled up. We was just dangling and shit. That shit was fun as hell. Then, uh, shoot, this past weekend, shoot, we hung out with the fam again. Shit, we was at my cousin Marlena, a uh, little going away party. She going back up to school. You know, we just drunk. No, I grabbed a little, we grabbed a uh, good half gallon of the uh, Patron. Oh, yes, yeah, that's, that's your baby. Yeah, you know how I do it. You know, I'm, my name ain't Pat for no reason, you know. <laughs> <laughs> hey, shout out to all the students going back to school, man. Shout out to y'all pursuing yeah, y'all dreams. Time of year, man. You got to get back to the grind. Like, enjoy the first weekend, then get back to that motherfucking grind. Man, that grind, crazy. I done seen so many people move into my apartment, just getting ready for school and just seeing all the anxiety and the... The parents' faces, I'm like, yo, kid going to be all right, bro. Right. Let them lead in this. Let them lead in this. They're going to be all right. It's a stressful time, but you just got to persevere through it. Yeah. 
shit, that's uh, that's really been it for me, man. Just been working, you know, partying, you know. Shit, what about you, my baby? Man, past two weeks, what? Summer classes ended. That was a blessing. How did uh, you do? I got two A's and a B plus. So that was cool for my summer classes. Okay. I'm hype about okay. that, you know. Um, Master classes, too, at that. Yeah, grad school level. Master's. <laughs> Talk your shit. Yeah, that's, that's been dope. Just getting that time to complete that, get on my little two-week break, not even two weeks. Start my internship tomorrow. Um, that's going to be interesting. I'm being in the middle school, so that's going to be pretty hype. Um, my girl came down for her birthday. She visited. We uh, went to a lake and whatnot. And that's where, bro, it was beautiful. One, I say that. Being in a lake on a canoe and just vibe. It was a bunch of people out there. People were out there drinking, smoking, jumping off cliffs and whatnot. It, it was wild, bro. It, it was fun. It, it, it's, it's for sure. Wild. <laughs> yeah, it, it was for sure fun, but I was out there a little scared, man, in that water. It was 300 feet deep and I, I'm, I'm not the, I can swim. I'm not the best swimmer in the world. I had my life jacket on. <laughs> we was probably like, yeah, boy, you had your life jacket on, shaking like a stripper. Like, hold on, now, what's that? Hey, what's going hey, on? I rather have, have a life jacket and keep my life than uh, try to flex on somebody and 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 being down there talking about some help, <laughs> help. Yeah, yeah, you got a point there. But I was, my girl, she was all hyped for like just getting the water, getting the water. She first went in there. I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get in. I'm, I'm making all these excuses and whatnot. And <laughs> I got in there, you know. And when I took my glasses off, that's when I become like, you know, I can't see. You understand? So yeah. I be, I be blind. So I had to take my glasses off. Now I'm blind, I'm, motherfuckers. Man, I'm, I'm getting more anxious in the water. Like, bro, this life jacket saving my life. So I'm getting comfortable in the water and whatnot, enjoying my. Be paddling and shit. Bro, I had the life jacket on. I ain't had to do much, but it was it was slipping up and like choking me. So I'm all like, man, something uncomfortable. Yeah, so I'm like, let me take this off. I'm good up in here, man. As soon as I took it off, it was just like <laughs> my world went upside down. My heart was pounding fast. My tense. I couldn't even float. I hate treading water. That's one thing I hate about swimming in deep waters is treading water. I'm like, bro, I think I don't want to work out. Got to relax. You got to relax your mind. I can't. That's all it is. I can't, bro. I can't relax my mind. I'd be thinking about a million, especially in a lake. Yeah. Where, where you don't water. know what could go wrong. Yeah, I don't know what's under there that might want to tickle my toe. Oh, that's out too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, bro. <laughs> but it, it was all good. It was a good time, man. We had fun out there. We was out there for like two and a half hours just relaxing. I, hey, the weather's still nice in Michigan. Go ahead. Go find a lake. Whoever listening to this, get your friends, get some. Get some drink, get some smoke, whatever you went to. Just kick it and chill, play some music, and just be in the water, man. That was that was like a real blissful. Hey, man, hold up, bro. First of all, don't don't slide that in there like that. Don't disrespect Michigan. I know, nigga. I know it's about to get cold here. Just because you're in the <laughs> south, nigga. <laughs> you nigga always sit in the chat. Move south. All oh, the weather good this day, and it's just snowing here and shit. That shit used to be fucking irritating. And hey, enjoy your weather down there, man. <laughs> bro, it, it's bro. It, I don't know how to explain it more than it's, it's just the weather makes life better, bro. When you don't have weather that's just 10 degrees that instantly piss you off and you can just go outside in December with a hoodie on, not a hoodie and be like cold, but a hoodie and be all right. <laughs> like you, bro, and, and it closed everything. You get an inch of snow. It's like, we ain't going to work school clothes. I'm like, 
I'm cool with that. Fuck it. I'm I'm in the crib. I'm <laughs> doing whatever then. But you a soldier though. You done been through the, you been through more than that. You know how to you know how to survive that. That's why I don't be I be laughing. I ain't. <laughs> <laughs> I be laughing when people are like it's three inches of snow outside. I'm like, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yo, that's, everybody, that's, everybody was talking about all that. While you know what was happening in the Midwest last winter, negative twenty degrees, people dying, homeless people dying out on the streets. I'm like, man, y'all complaining about three inches of snow? I'm like people arguing about what the heat should be on. Man, this shit was wild up there, dog. Man, I'm 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 happy for y'all. Y'all made it through that because shoo, I ain't built for it. <laughs> I ain't built for it, not no more. Mm-hmm. This nigga is built for it, nigga. <laughs> this nigga goes out to the south for one year and tell him I ain't built for it, nigga. Shut that I ain't up. built for it, man. Shut that fuck up. What's wrong with this nigga, man? <laughs> yeah, bro, but it's been a good two weeks, man. I got to catch up on some reading for this recreational reading and um, catching up on shows, watching movies, chilling, bro, just getting to relax. So that's been a blessing, bro. That's been a blessing. It's always a blessing when you get to relax and just chill, just vibe out, especially with your loved ones or your loved one, you know. Yeah. <laughs> shout out to shout out to my lady out there. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> so to it. All right. What I wanted to start off with this episode, episode five. First of all, that's a that's a that's a milestone right there. Five episodes. I know there's probably some hating ass people out there that's probably thinking, you know, they wasn't gonna make it past one episode or two. But we at five. We at five. We still here. We about to be at ten, then twenty, then fifty, then shit. Hopefully a hundred. Shit. That's you know, we out here. Yeah. And shout out to the people that's been supporting us since day one. That's that's been on it. Even before day one, when when it was just the talks of hey, we might start a podcast, and people was like, yeah, we about to tune in. So shout out to y'all. Man, you really definitely need to come it. home and uh, experience that. Like when I go go to Madison's, it's like, yo, fuck the podcast. <laughs> I'm like, damn, like straight up, like hey, I appreciate you, my baby. Like niggas yeah. coming up to me, that shit, I should, I should, that's that's a wonderful feeling. I appreciate that. Keep like keep listening. Keep fucking with us. I definitely fuck with all of you and just shit. And I just love talking about it. Shit. My cousin coming, talking to me like, yeah, y'all niggas wild as hell for like the police shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, man, you know, shit. Hey, just keep tuning in. We only getting better and better. We going to keep at this shit. Speaking you got to experience that shit, though. That shit crazy. Yeah, I can't <laughs> wait to come back home, man. Experience that. But, uh. You just dropped police in there. I wanted to just drop this little gem in there about the police. Daniel Pantelio, he was just uh, fired from the New York Police Department. He, If you don't know who Daniel Pantelio is, he is the man who took Eric Gardner's life in 2014. Uh, a lot of people are familiar with. And we've we seen the whole situation pan out where he was let off like most cops are who kill black men. And was reinstated his position at work, but now just recent he has been fired, and that's that's almost justice served. That's pretty good. That's almost at justice served, but almost took justice five served. years took five years, you know, five years. But that's that's pretty good looking at you know how things typically plan plan out with these things. But we prefer him to we prefer Eric Garden to be alive, yeah. but that didn't happen. 
and we would definitely love to see him have time behind bars without the New York Police Department protecting him. So, and fuck dude, still, yeah, still fuck him. But all right, back to the <laughs> the regular scheduled program. <laughs> so something that uh, struck my attention over the past couple of weeks, I came across this um, this article that was titled "Depression in, in Black Boys Begins Earlier Than You Think," and I thought that was a good a good read. Some some things to highlight in there. They were talking about um, the suicide risk for black boys between the ages of five and eleven was two to three times higher than that of white boys, and that was in from 2001 to 2015. And I think that's pretty interesting when we hear in our community that suicide, that's all oh, that's white people shit or, you know, black people don't commit suicide. Black people don't have mental health issues or, you know, we stronger than that. We more resilient than that. You can look at that, those that, that stat right there and be like, okay, this is not just, this isn't, ex- this does not have exceptions to our community. We should definitely take notice and attention to it because it is it's striking our youth and it's striking our community pretty fast. Um, and it's, and there was something else they highlight in here that's hard to detect depression in males and minority communities. But some of the signs that may present for somebody who has depression that is a male is irritability, anger, discouragement, rather than hopelessness and helplessness. So a lot of men who walk around always angry or irritable, that that could be a sign of depression. I, I think about a lot of the young teens and youth in our communities. I was just watching a, an interview with uh, G Herbo, and they was talking about um, Larry Hoover and what type of influence he could have over Chicago today. And G Herbo, he was like, bro, Larry Hoover ain't got no influence over these young boys. They just run around here with, with guns. There ain't no code. There ain't no law. They just, they don't care. They not, they in a different type of field. Niggas is wilding, man. Yeah, and I, and when I read stuff like that about the irritability and anger and discouragement, I see a lot of displacement that a lot of young black boys place on different things in life. And they have a lot of anger from X amount of fac- factors that have, that have happened in their life and they just displace it on other things. But really, they're going through something. They're depressed. And a lot of the times, a lot of these young boys go undiagnosed. So you can see a young boy in school who's always getting suspended or having detention for fighting and lashing out at teachers and whatnot. They, they go into this system that, that feeds them into a prison school to prison pipeline. And it's just like, that goes undiagnosed until they get to prison where they get counseling services or mental health services. And then it's like, man, I had anxiety my whole life or man, I had depression my whole life or I might be bipolar or something like that. And, that's that's pretty critical. But what I did like about this article was some of the things that at the end it talked about how we can help reduce this depression and the disparities in, in boys and men of color. And one of them was adding more things in the community for people to do. You know, I, I look back at our city. Some people are starting to do cool things and provide different activities and summer events for students and the youth. And I think that's phenomenal. I think that's very helpful when we have a situation where a lot of like YMCA's are closing, school programs are closing, schools are closing, and it's taking yeah, it's taking these resources away for these children to have this opportunity to be able to like find hope in life and find opportunity to do something with their time. Um, I, what I really liked about one of my summer classes, it was a uh, counseling children and adolescents. We made a uh, like a directory 
of different community resources here in Knoxville that all of us, all my classmates, we can just use when we in our school. So I'll be at a middle school. And if I, I could suggest off this, this list of resources to a family or a student, like, hey, you should check out this or check out that uh, within your own community that can find you help. Because a lot of these things don't get um, a lot of attention or recognition or a lot of funding. So a lot of people don't know about it because it's not projected on TV. It's not constantly on somebody's Instagram or Facebook feed. It's always avoided in the household. Yeah. So neighborhoods, schools, it's just always avoided, especially for the black man. Exactly. And one of these examples for having community um, opportunities was mentor mentorship. Um, Talking to the listeners right now, if you were if you in college, high school, middle school, whatever, you got anybody younger than you, you got a little homie, a nephew, a little cousin, a little brother, a little sister, whoever, take the time and just kick it with them and just talk, you know, run through with them some what's going on in their life, do some homework with them, do whatever. Your influence over them is much larger than you think, you know. I, I think about my little cousin all the time. To me, I'm just me. But to him, I'm um, I'm bigger than just me. You know, I, I got a lot of influence on him. He watching my every move, telling me things about myself. I don't even notice that I'd be doing. And he look up to it and I'm like, OK, so take the time. I might he might hit me up. But he's trying to play Madden. And I, sometimes I don't feel like it because I'm a win. You know, I'm gonna win <laughs> all of the time. He beat me one time. He only beat me one time. And, and I think that day I was like, man, his boy got to beat me someday. So I always take him lightly out of the hundred times I played him. He beat me that one time. And I told him after that. Looked him dead in his eyes. You would never beat me again in your life. <laughs> and, I want you, and I want you to remember that. And I, I had a sorry team. I had some some bum squad. No, actually, I didn't have a bum squad. I had I had the Ravens. They wasn't that bad, but they was they not pretty good other than Lamar Jackson. And they, they didn't make his Ravens pretty good on Madden 19. But, you know, after that, I, I, I'd be just stomping him to the ground now. <laughs> How it was supposed to be. But that to take that character. time. Yeah. <laughs> Right, but the take them, that, that builds character for sure. I I didn't have my ass whoopings growing up. And, too a lot. <laughs> and, and NBA live and two K, all that, bro. I was, Shit. But seriously, take that time to maybe take your little brother to the store, even if you don't feel like your little cousin, man. Just walk up in their room and just chop it up with them for a little bit, and just show them that you love them, that you care for them, and you know they got a friend in you. Shoot, and also article says like uh, the young men of color are most likely to be caught up in the school to prison pipeline as a result to all these experiences of what they're going through. So, again, that's why so many young black men get caught up in the prison system for, you know, it's just feeling abandonment from youth. And they just know people don't care what they do, uh, what they got to get into. Uh, they really don't care about school. They just go straight to the street life, selling drugs, you know, flashing guns, you know, just all about money, bitches. But it's more to life than just that. It's more to life than just showing off for social media. It's just more about just uh, getting your education. If you can hoop, you can hoop. If you can football, you can football. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's just all about getting our uh, young man out of that pipeline to go to prison and just more so into the schools and just fathering the uh, education to uh, get us more senators, lawyers, doctors, and just to be a better, uh, be better overall people. Because uh, we got to change at some point in a way we just keep on directly going. It's, uh, it's, it, it definitely has gotten better. 
but we can still do much, much better because we definitely are superior when it comes to athletics. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not a diss, but it is me. It's kind of true. <laughs> yeah. shout, shout out to Simone uh, Bills. I think that's her last name. Bows. Bows. Shit, I should look Bills to me, but uh, <laughs> oh, Bows, you right? But uh, like you, like you see what she just did. Like that's just fucking amazing. You know, amazing. like. You know, you just got to take the time out to, you know, like uh, Jedi Master Kwan was saying, like, you know, just spend time with your little uh, niece, nephew, brother, sister, you know, chop it up with them, see how they doing, see how they doing in school, you know, ask them what's going on in their life. Because they looking at us, their perspective of us is way different from what we uh, actually think or uh, influence that we actually think that we have on them because they're watching their every move, just like Kwan said. <laughs> and they're move. smart as hell, too. <laughs> they kept everything. Just like I have a close relationship with both my little cousins. They're always over here. Just be chopping it up. Then like, he yeah, say some shit like, yeah, last time I was over, you said, woo, woo, woo. I'm like, damn, this nigga remember everything, you right. know? These, they, they, these little kids, smart as hell. So, you know, it's always good to be a bigger influence on their life and just continue to uh, set the uh, foundation so we can, uh, you know, be up as uh, black people. Straight up, straight up. Going off of that. So if you have anybody in your life or even yourself, you think that suicide is a possibility for them, pass along the suicide hotline prevention number. And that is 1-800-273-8255, 1-800-273-8255. And if you're not going through any suicidal ideations and you're feeling like maybe you just need to talk to somebody, check out psychologytoday.com. They're not paying me to say this. Just go to psychologytoday.com and find you a therapist in your area that is suited and fitted for you. Because that match is important. Even though he sounds like he uh doing a little <laughs> ad there, you know, he don't get paid for that. He sounds just like an ad though. <laughs> I be thinking we be sacred and all this. He sounds just like a fucking ad. That should be crazy. <laughs> uh, but all right, <clears throat> over that, I had a question that was running through my mind over the past couple of weeks. Um, so I just ask it. What is one thing you grew up believing was legit, but it actually turned out to be toxic? And I can start us off. Um, for me, it was that the only way to, to display or show my anger or frustration was through violence or hurtful behavior. Like growing up, I always thought that, you know, somebody somebody pissed you off. You make sure they don't ever piss you off again, but you make sure, you know, you you do it through fists or you do it through you know hurtful words or violence or some something beyond that behavior that can show extreme physical pain or hurt and you know the more you grow into this world that that idea or that belief can only lead you it, it could be good you know some people found a profession out of that in boxing mma sports like football or any other contact sports Hockey, collision, anything. But for most people who, who aren't in athletics or find that in any of their professions, end up dead or in prison. Mm. And it took me a lot to grow to find that, you know, violence isn't always the best answer when it comes to being angry or being upset or frustrated with somebody. All right. For me, what, what was that question again? Well, what is the one toxic thing you grew up believing was legit? It wasn't for me. It was like uh, it was wasn't cool to be uh, smart, mm. you know. Mm. 
like especially DPS schools, like, oh that nigga a nerd. Yeah. You know, like uh, you know, like nigga get all A's, you know, fuck all that, you know, shit like that shit toxic is toxic as fuck. Yeah, straight like, up. It's, it's cool because, like, shoot, when we was going to school, it wasn't cool to be the smart kid. Yeah. Females, so females didn't want the nerd in the class. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know, you get you get an A, and you look at your report card, you got all A's. Everybody else, you just, you know, you just you don't want to brag about it. You know, right. you get an A on the test, get an A on the spelling test. You don't want to brag about it. You know, you just push it to the side. But then you know the ones that was bragging, everybody, oh, it's your nerdy ass, something shit like that. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely feel that. Like growing up. I hid all that. Yeah, I, I was smart as hell growing up, but I was always, you know, getting kicked out of class or arguing with teachers and getting detention suspensions. Exactly. So like, I, I for, favored for that what attention. Reasoning. Yeah, yeah, like I was just, just more so being a class clown, being an asshole, you know, just hiding and stuff, you know, just like not showing, like, yeah, I could really do the school shit. Yeah, <laughs> like I, ain't, I ain't have no desire to go to school at all for exactly. like many reasons, self doubt. And then also, like, bro, that wasn't the cool shit to do. <laughs> exactly. Like, this nigga talking about school. Oh. <laughs> especially when I went, especially when I went to start going to a white school. First, oh, yeah, this motherfucker way out there with the, in the burbs. Yeah. <laughs> I ain't feel like, like talking about that. Like, <laughs> ah, Cody, man, you had DPS. It's cool, you know. You know. Hey, but then that shit, that shit toxic, toxic as fuck. Like, you know, uh, growing up and believing in that uh, shit. But uh, now it's just, it's different. Me personally, I feel like it's different because uh, that being smart shit gets you ahead in life. It do. You know, you just uh, live about the influence that it's cool to be a nerd shit. You like what you like, stay to yourself, stay to yourself. But then though, at the end of the day, you know, you, you are your own person. And it's right. cool to be who you are and it's cool to show how smart you are and just to lend a helping hand to the people that's not does not have the benefits of catching on to everything as fast as you can because that's something i didn't do because like, i was literally legit like smart as fuck like just like ah uh, fuck that you know how to report card shit like that bro I-, I peeped that you were smart in high school i was like patrick he kind of smart what the <laughs> <laughs> but like, i was always hanging around like you know just just doing dumb shit yeah bro. <laughs> but and i even say for myself i was a part of that that negative toxic side that was that was I say bullying smart people. Yeah. You know, somebody will say, "Oh, I got an A on that." I'm like, "Shut your!" Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not you know to, what I'm saying? Like, nobody trying to hear that shit. I'm not trying to hear that. You know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> but it was weird though because I, I would praise somebody with common sense. So it was like book smart, get out, get the fuck out of my face. Street smart, my nigga. Yeah, like, bro. Keep doing on you, bro. Oh, that shit cool as hell. Like, nigga, nigga, fuck that teacher, dog. Like, oh, yeah. My nigga, you fell that bitch too? Yeah, I fell that shit too, dog. You know, I ain't study. My dumb ass, <laughs> knowing my dumb ass, knowing my ass, definitely study like a motherfucker. You feel me? Like, oh, shit, my bad. <laughs> bro, it was, it was so bad to the point where I remember high school. I, I remember, like, going to college. People would be like, oh, man, I miss going school shopping or this is the best time of the year before the semester. They'd be like, I love this part of time, getting the pens and the, the books and all that stuff. I'm like, oh, man, high school. My mom used to have to, like, drag me <laughs> to just go get a notebook, a plan. Like, the, I would get the school planner, never get it one day, throw it away. 
or it'd be in my locker. I ain't never used that shit. Never used it throughout high school. Like my senior and junior year, I don't think I walk around with a book bag. (laughs) I was that bitch at Freewood. I just had two pencils going to class chilling. I don't think my mom, my mama was like, bro, I never seen you do homework in high school. I was like, I, cause I never did that shit. (laughs) Bro, I, it got so bad to the point where my senior and junior year, I would go to class without a pencil. Every every <laughs> class was, can I borrow a pencil? Can I borrow a pencil? I would go to teach, can I have a pencil? And I was like, they, you know, you need a pencil every day. <laughs> when do you I really, go, though? Do I really? <laughs> I'm like, that's what I would say. Do I, you, y'all going to give it to me, so why would I even go get it? But it was like to that point where it was so toxic and so infused in my, my DNA to just not give a, like, care about being intelligent in school, Man. that I would just be like, I'm not showing up with no pencil. <laughs> I was on some bullshit, like, to the point where I fucked around and failed a uh, geometry class. But, like, then I had to retake it. But I ain't retake it till like, my uh, junior or senior year. And I'm in there with some little-ass kids. Like, they're like, yeah, what you doing in here? And I'm like, <clears throat> you know, shit. <laughs> you know? Right. Just, Trying to look cool. That, that shit don't look cool though. It's like, damn, this nigga dumb as hell. I'm like, nah, I'm not really dumb. I was just fucking around when I had that class. You know, we had right. an A, B, and C shit, and I was just like, I ain't feel like doing B this semester. You know how right. I was, man. <laughs> I remember <laughs> time I was taking that and cop though. That's the crazy part. <laughs> right. That's same with me. I'm 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 taking pre calc but shooting dice in geometry. <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what the hell? That just, that just don't look right. Like, bro, that. <laughs> and it, and it, that, was, that was real toxic, bro. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned that because that was, that was for real toxic that I just didn't mind, like, being that. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Like, that shit toxic, toxic as fuck, bro. Because, like, it's like, it's okay to be you. Like I said, Shit, because, like, if I would have took school seriously the way I should have, shit, I could have definitely should have got a full ride to college, shit, because I would have known that shit in high school. That shit would have been worth it in the long run. <laughs> you Man. feel me? That was, that was one of my, my biggest regrets I realized in undergrad. It was what? My freshman year when I was we were talking about all the Mac scholars. I'm like, oh, y'all got... Scholarships? Yep. I'm saying, like, man, I ain't got a scholarship. I don't know I'm going to pay for this, to be honest. Exactly. So I'm like, I, I got to take this serious while I'm here right now. And I just been taking all the school stuff serious. I don't care about looking smart. Now I want to look smart. I want I want to stack as many books as I can. Have, and that's a good thing that you have. <laughs> shit, even freshman year at college, I was like, Dad, this nigga Quan really be studying and shit. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I took like, a. Uh, let me start doing that too. It was it was too late before I realized. No, I wasn't too late. I was just on bullshit. <laughs> I took a. But on some real shit, I didn't even know how to study. That was a crazy thing. I, I tried, and I'm like, bro, what? You guys learn how to study in the college. That's I took the crazy a crazy part. I took a college and reading strategies class my freshman year, first semester, and that that class taught me how to study, how to skim read, how to like find the important, the important stuff and readings that you needed to find and pick out. And that that class was helpful. The teacher was a nut. He was a nut. He used to come to class every day dripping sweat because he rode his bike. He used to tell us random stories about how he had a um classes are fucking hilarious. <laughs> bro, he had this he, he came into class one day. Bro, this was the funniest day. He came to class. You know how you tired and you working out, you get that white stuff around your the corners of your mouth? The whole class, it was like that. And he spent like 30 minutes talking about how he got a um a rape umbrella. 
and we was like a rape umbrella. What are you talking about? He was like, yeah, I was riding my bike through this, uh, through this abandoned golf course and some thugs <laughs> were trying to, were trying to mug me and jump me. So I pulled out my umbrella, bro, this umbrella, I'm not going to hold you up, bro. I think that was made out of steel. <laughs> that thing was like a good three feet, four feet. And I, I wouldn't want to get hit by it. <laughs> I'll tell you that if I ran up on some, some man. Who was who's been riding his bike working now and he got an umbrella that look like steel? I'm not, I'm not trying to get hit by it. So he's like, Yeah, I just keep this on me all the time. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but that yeah, but that class was cool. Umbrella. <laughs> yeah, bro. That class was cool. Yeah. Oh man, something just popped in my head. Something I checked out over this past couple of weeks, kind of going back into this. This toxic belief stuff is um. There's a documentary on HBO called King in the Wilderness, and it follows Martin Luther King for the last 18 months of his life. His last days, right? Yeah. Yeah, and it's it that thing is phenomenal, but it really showed true character and sticking sticking to your values because you know near the end of MLK's life, he spoke up about Vietnam War and whatnot. How you know if I'm preaching nonviolence here and y'all y'all over here praising me for nonviolence. We should show this as a country as a whole and not mm-hmm. be in Vietnam War. He got a lot of backlash from a lot of people. They called him a communist, a socialist, all types of stuff, and and really got on him harder, even to the point where black people turned on him. Hmm. Yeah, and the, the documentary was amazing, bro. They covered a lot about his life. A lot of people that were close with him, too, interviewed with, with, um, with whoever ran this documentary, and it was like, Cool, because I have never seen too much of that lifestyle in color. Like I got a poster right now on my wall of MLK and Malcolm X, and it's in black and white. And mm-hmm. it kind of takes the realism away from this. It kind of like the moment. Ha- yeah, it, it kind of like fictionalizes everything they've been through, seeing like all like slavery in black and white and yeah. civil rights movement in black and white, and so many different people who have changed and help this world become a better place in black and white kind of like makes it like not realistic but seeing this whole documentary in in color bro that was beautiful and just everything just seeing how he how he treated other people how he never really let hate take over him and just rule his life i thought that was phenomenal and some great characteristics right there for you to pass on to your to the future you feel solid documentary check it out king in the wilderness on hbo that was a juice I just drunk. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> my, my bad. That that Pat Ron? Thought that was juice. But uh, what, what was that called again? King in the Wilderness. Gotta check that shit out. But uh, <laughs> shit. Yeah, I'll you <laughs> so man, we got to get into it, man. It's been let's it's get been into talks. it. Let's get into it. For the longest, man. We've been praising this man for the longest. I think we praised this man all four episodes. Yeah. Hey, I think this might be one of like the first things we might have a solid disagreement on. I'm I'm with you. All right, Bill, let's get into it. So it's been a crazy hot take over this past week, I think, or so about the the man, the myth, the legend. Ho. So a lot of the listeners, y'all might be familiar with Jay-Z and Rock Nation just took course in. They have signed a partnership with the NFL and Jay-Z has agreed to 
to lead the league's endeavors in music and entertainment and also work with the league in their in their program inspire to change platform that works on social justice and, and building communities that represent majority of the league um there has been a lot of backlash and opposing views of what jay-z has um has taken partnership in mainly because of over the last couple of years we have seen how the nfl has responded to our our brother colin kaepernick on his take and stance on social justice in america um leading a lot of players to kneel during the national anthem has has sparked rise in a lot of people who who feel honestly i don't even want to make sense of those people right now but yeah, colin kaepernick was protesting others. they're stupid yeah. colin kaepernick nah, was protesting factors. social justice and um police brutality here in america by nailing during the national anthem and a lot of people have known colin kaepernick is almost is he almost reached 900 days without employment like I don't, yeah it's like 800 and something 90 something days um, he he has been without a job. He's reached a settlement with the NFL, a closed settlement, so we don't know what that price looks like and whatnot. But we all know that when you take that settlement, um, that's like one of the first steps you take to actually sue the league. You have to file an, uh, what is it? a grievance case for the league. So, you know, he, he take that, he's taken that step and has been taking other steps to show and prove that he's being blackballed by the NFL and some of its owners. Some of the owners have spoken out and have said some s- s- crazy stuff over the last couple of years, you know, referring to players as prisoners. Um, just real disrespectful things just, to our culture. and ignorant shit. Yeah, it's just been ignorant shit. This yeah, I don't, I don't even want to get into that portion of it, but a lot of people also agree with Hove. And think that he's he's has the opportunity to bring change to to our climate and our culture. Um, he spoke recently, saying, you know, we all know why people knew and what it was for, but now it's time to move on and go from there. So that's the take right now. Let's get into it. So like, I guess like he's gonna be like he's gonna have the control of like the Super Bowl halftime performance. Uh, he's like the head of the uh, social injustice movement. And, um, yeah, it's like Hove, the same one that said, um, to the Super Bowl, you know, they need me. I don't need you. Right. He packed out stadium too, which he does. <laughs> he do. Um, declined the Super Bowl for like the past couple of years, I'm, I'm assuming. Um, definitely has spoke, outspoken about how he was support of Kaepernick. Uh, there's a rumor going around that says uh, Jermaine Dupree was approached with the same deal. Yeah. And Hove personally called him and told him not to uh, take the deal. He also personally called Travis Scott told him not to perform during halftime. Mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, Jameel Hill, the queen, uh, the queen. she... Uh, she uh, wrote like you know uh, a phenomenal article, by the way, a, a great article of like uh, what whole efforts is doing just to uh, it's it's basically the NFL way of uh, banishing Kaepernick. Yeah, because like uh, Roger Goodell during Super Bowl week, it was a lot of questions going on why Kaepernick was still not on the team. Uh, you had Rihanna, you had Cardi B saying no to the Super Bowl. You had people like Hove saying no to the Super Bowl because of their allegiance with Kaepernick. But this allegiance with JC plays right into the NFL hands because the league deems determined to banish any memory of Kaepernick. 
and it's the social justice efforts. Even though it's likely Jay-Z wouldn't have been entering this arrangement if Kaepernick hadn't taken a knee until 2016. Yeah. So if Kaepernick didn't take a knee, what host still have this opportunity to work with the NFL? Also, it seems like he wants to be a part owner of a team. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, he's a businessman, not business. Not a business yeah. <laughs> Great hove lyric. Okay, so so how I feel about that is, one, I feel like these are almost two different problems, similar in a sense, but two different problems. It's, it is fishy and weird that, okay, Hove, you've been telling people to stay away from the NFL, stay away from performing. If they don't want our, like, if they don't want our people, they don't need our culture in a sense. Let, let's withdraw from them and show them how much power we have. Great. But and it's, it's it's weird because the 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 attention and the hopes that that Colin Kaepernick did from the beginning worked, bringing awareness to social justice. Now, how much power does the NFL have in the ownership? We don't know because one, they're billionaires. All the owners are billionaires, so we do know that billionaires. Yeah, money long. So we do know that billionaires hold a lot of weight in this country and deciding factors on how this world is ran. The well, the one percent now too though. Hove is a big bees. <laughs> that they control and run a lot of what's happening in this country behind closed doors. And they, they make all the decisions and just their little support. They can withdraw their money from campaigns and funding and shit would hit the fan for a lot of companies. We do not want to see that to happen. They don't. And I think that's kind of like what Kaepernick wanted to happen was the owners to take side and be like, we're withdrawing our money from this organization, this organization, that organization, while praising Colin Kaepernick in a sense. But that didn't happen. The attention was brought. A lot of owners have worked with players like the owner of the the Lions for a family have been working with the players on the team to work on how to build relationship within the community, within the police department, and how to- Shout out to Martha Ford. Yes. Shout out, that's why I love the Lions. You can't, you can't hate the Lions, but love the Cowboys when you got Jerry Jones, who out here taking Say, away- Say, Exactly. You know what I'm saying? So- <laughs> uh, I feel like Jerry Jones runs a uh, slave mentality over there in Dallas, but that's just For my sure personal do. opinion. Uh, but then, but hold yeah. on, hold on. So- so you get those type of reactions and things like that. Now, Colin Kaepernick being black boy without a job, that's a whole different fight. Now, if we was going to protest and fight against that and take our take our attention away from the NFL and take our dollars away from the NFL, then let's organize and do that. But I feel like the only real compromise and solution to that would be to just start our own league. For all the black millionaires and billionaires, let's start our own league. Is is The teams will make millions of dollars. Eventually, because we we what, we're like make up above seventy percent of the NFL right now. That's kind of like that's kind of like what Chris Bussard was saying about how like the athletes need to stop going to these D one schools and going to the HBCUs, yeah. getting the money out of the uh, you know the fucking crooked ass NCAA pockets and putting into the more so you know HBCUs and uh, bringing the money to those schools, which will definitely uh bring a whole economical change in those uh, environments for those schools it would be a blessing exactly like imagine if if there was a route where the top 50 top 50 recruits out of high school decide oh, i'm gonna go to howard hampton alabama state 
They have more house with like, it. Like they just going anywhere to just to play any sport. You know what I'm saying? That would bring more money and recognition there for the black community. That would be a, a huge change. Also, if the NFL, if if black athletes at the end of the contract bought themselves out of their contract somehow and moved on to a different league. You know, we got Puff wanted to own a team. We praise Puff for trying to own a team, trying to buy the Panthers. Steph, Seth Curry wanted to get involved with this. Is the same time while Colin Kaepernick was banned. Yeah, we, we wanted to see that. So and if he, we wanted the real change, it would be start our own league, get that going. But clearly, players not want to do that. And me myself, I haven't banned the NFL. I love football. It's my first love. Yeah, first I can't. I, ever I can't stop watching with. football. Like that's that's my love, my passion. But I'm still looking. I'm still looking at these owners. Still looking at these uh, Goodell, a certain type of way. But like, you know, I'm still gonna support it. But it's like, you know, you I'm woke. I'm woke to this shit. Like I, I see what yeah. they're doing. You see, see what, what they're they doing, do. and that's fair. But it's like, if we wanted the change that we like, it feel like we can't really be satisfied sometimes because it's like, okay, we got the attention, the awareness. But we got majority of the league black still playing in the league, protesting. Like, bro, you you under contract right now in the league that you saying is so bad. Why don't you? There's a, it's, it's a possibility to build in the league. We see how the big three is taking off. I love the big three, like that that is culture driven by the culture. And at first, I was at first when I first heard about the big three, I'm like. And uh, these old niggas about to tear the ACLs. Ice Cube, a fucking genius, man. Genius. Because now you got Joe Johnson straight out the league giving buckets. Gilbert Arenas in there giving buckets. Nate Robinson buckets. Like, and all these old heads still giving buckets in his hype. But it's culture driven and it's what we want to see. Exactly. And, it, and, it's, and it's fun and it's hype. And I don't it looks see, like it's having a lot of success, too. And it's having a great success. And I don't see why why we can't do that and start our own league if that's the problem because it seems like we will never be able to have any type of involvement with the NFL without any type of backlash exactly until we have our own thing now why this is dope that Hove is doing this because who else was supposed to step up and do this Hove has always been for the community you know he yeah. he's a he's the same man him and Meek Mill same man that worked with Robert Kraft, bro. Michael Rubin. Michael Rubin, the owner of the 76ers. Robert Kraft, owner of the Patriots. Two Trump supporters. And yep. But they have worked together with them to work on prison reform. It's the same hole that definitely brought us to uh, Trevion Martin documentary. The uh, Khalif Browder documentary. You know, uh, he's definitely put his foot in, you know, with the social injustice. But it's like, uh, you know, you hearing about the news, you kind of taking a step back, looking at it like, you know... Uh, Maybe Hole has a master plan. Uh, so, like, definitely a disagreement with it, like, from the start. But it's like, you just got to wait and see. See what changes he brings being within. Because, like, maybe he's trying to uh, defeat the enemy from within. That's how and, I look at it. And that's sometimes what you got to do. And if people want more empowerment in the league, we need more black ownership. So now Hove is taking that step of, all right, I want – ownership of a team but i don't want a small fraction i want a large percentage of this ownership and that's gonna take that's gonna take us far i believe and who else better than hove to to work with inspire change i mean there are a lot of people a lot of candidates that would be great for it but that's that's great and another problem i see with this is when people getting upset over this it's like in our in our community in the black community we put too much power hope and faith in our entertainers 
Malcolm X has always said this, like, bro, you don't look at any other community and they depending on a rap, a hip, I'm going to speak modern terms, but like a rapper, an actress, actor, ball player, ball player, making the real political change in your life. If we really want a substantial change, knock on this politician door and tell them this is happening. I want this change. Don't put the weight and barrier on Jay-Z, Sean Carter to make this change. He's not limited to just being a rapper, but he started off as an entertainer. And that's really his his like foundation, his structural support is to entertain. Now, thankfully, he has some morals with it. Like we could have a somebody who who ain't <laughs> down with the cause at all. He could have just collected billions on us and just man and just got off, off on us. Got off on us quick as hell. <laughs> and you know, we put too much power in our celebrities and stuff. And that that shit kind of like I don't want to say it's embarrassing, but it's just like... No, it is embarrassing because we need to be enlightened to who, what's really the uh, actual change out here. Right. Like, like you said, a politician, like we need more influence on the lawyers, the doctors, everything. It just, it's just not... You can't just look to the athletes and to the rappers and like, you know, it's like Cole said, you know, all these role models just dribble a ball, fiddle a mic. You know right. what I'm saying? That's that's how it is out here nowadays. That's only people look up to. And like Especially people- our community. Right, and people people mad or find some disagreement with this, and at the end of the day, no laws has changed. You're not losing money, and you're not being forced to pay more money. It's not really affecting you. It's affecting your feelings. Yes, understood. Like you can be upset. I ain't gonna tell nobody what they can or can't be upset about. But it's like, are you really upset? Because what was you doing in the meantime? You was just hashtagging. I'm with Cap, bro. Cap has done his job. Cap has done what he needed to do. Now, if the goal was to boycott the NFL for X amount of years or do whatever until Cap is back on a team, then let's talk about that. Let's organize and do that and find a way how we going to do that righteously while also supporting the same black people that's in the league. Because people fail to realize, though, if we stop supporting the NFL, those players don't really get paid. You know, they own contract and whatnot, but it's like, because they lose their sponsorships. A lot of them make a more journey money from their sponsorships. You know, I get it. They got to feed their family. But it's like uh, we start boycotting, you know, actually boycotting. Stop going to their games. Stop buying their jerseys. All in the videos. No, I'm talking shit. But uh, <laughs> but it's like oh, real shit, though. Like, it's like uh, it's really a change that, that should have been with uh, Cap. He's done his job. He's done what he had to do. But like, like I said, I'm just we just gonna have to wait and see what holds. Like it's like a disagreement there. It's like okay, like just, I'm just looking at it step back. Like okay, let me see what you're doing. Like of all, like you know, you calling and stuff, making sure people doesn't do this and that. It's like okay, but like so, what are you gonna do with it now that you got the juice now? You yeah. know, you're the man that they're gonna look to. So, you know. You and Goodell was all laughs, you know, it was all this and that when y'all announced it. So uh, that, was, yeah. that, was, that was very funny to look at, by the way. <laughs> right. With Roger Goodell, because fuck Roger Goodell. But uh, it's me, yeah. like, you know, we it's time. Uh, change only comes with time. We're going to have to wait for the uh, change and see uh, Hobbs involvement with the social justice, with the Super Bowl halftime act and everything. So we can't do really nothing but wait, you know. Uh, you got like uh Issa Rae been going nuts on him. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Issa Rae that's a queen <laughs> yeah 
It's quick. Like, you know, she's been going nuts on him. You know, I get where people coming from, though, at the end of the day. You yeah. can look at it from two perspectives, like, because it's like, why this, why that? But, you know, we just we just got to be patient and just actually sit and wait to see his influence, to see what he does, you know, to hopefully uh, make a, the social change that I believe he, that he can bring to the league and that hopefully that he does do. But, you know, only time will tell. Right. Like, how I look at it, which is... It, it pisses me off. A lot of times people think that it's either this or it's that. It's black or white. I'm with Cap, and I'm also with a black man taking leadership and and bringing our culture the proper way in the NFL. Exactly. You know, I'm with both sides. I I love Kaepernick. You know, I I'm in all support, bro. Like all support. I've I've sat down during the national anthem at sporting events that I've attended, and also have title <laughs> like I you know what I'm saying so, so I'm, I'm on I'm on both sides you know what I'm saying and and I think that we as a community need to wake up and realize that it's okay to be on both sides and to support Kaepernick hopes that he gets a job and gets a chance to play in the league but we also are realistic and understand that these owners did not like that and it's their league until we take our own leadership and ownership and autonomy and creating our own league then we're always going to have these problems and that's that's just gonna be that. And if Jay Z is gonna be now, here's a here's a crazy fantasy or theory. Now, if Jay Z owns a team, right? He ultimately decide who plays. Because if you don't play my player that I want to play, and that I sign a contract with that I'm paying, I'm gonna fire you the GM. I'm gonna fire you the head coach. I'm gonna fire the staff. Kaepernick's on my team now. So now what happens? People still gonna be mad at Hove? Not at all. Cause he came in through the back door, you know. What, what uh, it's a spook by the door. It's just to infiltrate <laughs> you. Nipsey Hussle talked about that. That book, you know, black man, you know, hides himself in the CIA to get uh, information on, on the people and give it back to the people. So now I'm I'm a spook by the door. I just got my whole team together and I bring it in. Cap he and he got to be my starting quarterback. And we seen how that happened in New York with the Giants. When dude didn't start Eli Manning, <laughs> they fired him. <laughs> they got, they him, got him up out of there. <laughs> they Quit. Put, we start, he started Geno Smith. <laughs> Man. They got Odell his ass Beckham. the hell out of Dodge. Odell Beckham got the talking crazy about Eli Manning. What happened? They got Odell the hell up out of there, too. Put him in Cleveland. <laughs> <laughs> they crazy as hell with traded Odell. <laughs> Man. But, but, but that's, they got the- Eli, that's Eli team. The Man, like the Manning influence in the NFL is bigger than what we see. Yeah, <laughs> but like that's also the ownership influence as well. So yeah. hopefully, you know, that runs both ways. But I'm man, I'm with Cap, and I'm with with Hove making yeah. this move. Same thing with me. You know, I'm just I'm just waiting to see what Hove does. Now, uh, to segue off that, we it was another like breaking like topic with the Rich Paul situation. Yeah, the Rich Paul rule that that they claim and say. You know, they they, they they put it out there, but they took it back. Yeah. Basically, if you, y'all don't know, who don't know who uh, Rich Paul is, he's the agent of LeBron James. Uh, but Davis. Yeah, he has Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, Draymond Green. <laughs> he got the stars. He doing his damn thing. But he's a black man. He doesn't have his college degree. But he's cool with LeBron. And they're signing athletes. They're getting that money over there. Clutch Sports is doing the damn thing. So the NCAA came out with a rule that 
Oh, it's uh, guidelines now to become a uh, agent to uh, pursue their athletes because uh, he actually had uh, a couple uh, players from this year's draft, including someone that went overseas. I forgot his name, but he went overseas to play for the years. I think his uh, name is Hammonds or something like that. He also had Darius Baisley, who yep. got an internship <laughs> through New Balance for a million dollars as a college to to be an intern. <laughs> Yep. When he was supposed He's, to play in college, got that money, now he in the league. <laughs> getting that bag. And the NCAA was like, hold up, my niggas. <laughs> y'all, y'all, y'all getting y'all too niggas, smart. <laughs> y'all niggas getting out of control now. <laughs> I, think, I, I think they scared, they scared of him and LeBron. They scared. They scared they of him. Because they, they said, like, you need, need a four-year degree. You need to uh, pass a, a test submitted by them. Must have been also, certified by the NBPA for at least three years and pass in-person exam at the NCAA office in Indianapolis. <laughs> that sounds like a bunch of bullshit. That sounds like a whole lot of hurdles to put in, in front of somebody. And, and and playing devil's advocate right now, they saying, you know, we don't want our athletes or our student athletes to be They, they, they rescinded it, though. They rescinded it, the degree part. Yeah, they took out the degree part, but they were saying, like, we don't the want them to be... The other two things, they got it. Yeah, but like, I don't know. I, I thought that was kind of crazy because you, we see a lot of athletes get um get fucked over and with their money quickly. Ella athletes because you know, trusting who they 18, 18, 18 trusting their agent. Eighteen years old, you coming from an impoverished neighborhood or disenfranchised neighborhood, so you never seen probably over two hundred thousand dollars in your life exactly. now your first year <laughs> <laughs> making it, double that triple that yeah well, just to dribble a ball for real and show up you might not even get playing time <laughs> for real you might even get sent to the g league but that's that's what you get so you know you you don't manage your money pretty well and you got an agent who you might trust and convince you to make some ill-advised decisions and they went up over you but we also see a lot of people who benefit from this like rich paul who did not have a who does not have a college degree who who did not go to college who who started off managing and being an agent for lebron james and we've seen lebron james and how he's been able to move his money here move his money there and get any contract that he wants and desires although he is lebron james it's been helpful that rich paul has been in that scene and then rich paul has been able to help young young black athletes you know secure their money and get what they need like there is there is basically yeah because yeah, nah. at the end of the day we're gonna look for someone that looks like us to have our money <laughs> you feel exactly. me like they gonna they they want someone that looks like us that come where we come from we're, we're gonna trust us way more than we're gonna trust uh, uh you know someone that doesn't look like us Exactly. But you see what Rich Paul said? He said, I actually support requiring three years of experience before representing a kid testing the market. I can even get behind passing a test. However, requiring a four-year degree accomplishes only one thing, systematically excluding those who come from a world where college is unrealistic. Exactly. And I think, you know, like I said, that that's placing hurdles in front of people you know is going to be hard to leap over. Because... I've heard a lot of people and you know, debate on this over the past couple of weeks. What makes your college degree 
better than my like interpretation of me analyzing the game and what I can see and my and what I think is the best interest for this athlete. Exactly. You know, because real world handshakes, real world conversations, just real world street smarts, uh, book smarts, just to get it done. But it's like, okay, just because you went got that four year credit degree, it's like, so you know more than me because how? Clearly, a lot of motherfuckers don't because uh, he done got Draymond in the bag, <laughs> yeah. Simmons the bag, LeBron the bag, all his athletes has been getting the bag. <laughs> right, and it. Thank and you, they, Rich and Paul. they scared. Scared. <laughs> Uh, the other agents were scared as hell. Well, we, he also added and included, why doesn't the NCAA partner with universities on a one-year program for agents who don't meet the requirements but want to learn the business or work with existing agents who play by the rules to help mentor those who are trying to break in? Mm. But we all know that the NCAA, that that whole thing is is just like a mess. The, it's a mess for real because the NCAA does nothing but regulate and dictate what happens to these college players. And I'm a big like after going to college, graduating, and looking back on my time, I sit here and I'm I'm thinking like, bro, not even just with athletes, but student labor has been exploited so much through college. NCAA is just so fucking crooked, like. It's not even just the NCAA. It's all college, period. Exploiting yeah, like just student labor. In general, like the student laborers, students, uh, student athletes, fucking even shit. Some of the low-level uh, uh, TAs, you know, the teacher assistants, like they work for fucking dirt cheap. But they still got to do this, do that, and fucking take classes. Right. It's just fucking crazy. Like, they, they, like just in college in general, like they just exploiting us for student labor. Uh fucking the meals not even that broke damn near 24 7 but you got a meal plan though oh you want to get like 120 meals a year what the fuck so you want to tell me i can eat this many amount of times (laughs) (laughs) what type of shit is that like it's just regulations that's just been put in place that just systematically should have been abandoned years ago because we because like we're updated in times like shit just need to change Man, it was a uh, uh, South Park had an episode years back about um about uh <laughs> the the NCAA being like slave owners, and <laughs> it was episode. it was funny and it was like Eric very accurate, yeah, it's very accurate. <laughs> talking about some, how do you get your slaves in order and check? But then okay, so we look <laughs> we look at them and we were like, bro, y'all got this messed up mindset. But how do you got somebody like Grant Hill who's a member of the committee? Of the board in the CAA. Condoleezza Rice. Condoleezza Rice in there. Uh, I'm trying to see who else up in here. Uh, I don't know. I can't. I don't even know any other names on this list. But uh, hey, listen. For listen, but that's, uh, that's two black people on the list, and, and those people didn't have influence in that room to be like, "Hey, our communities don't really. You're you're doing us again. You're fucking us again, America." <laughs> us 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 Michigan fans look at Grant Hill as Uncle Tom. But us Pistons fans look at Grant Hill as a light-skinned Facts. saber. So, Facts. Uh, <laughs> Facts, bro. You know, Facts. so uh, I can see I can see how that got passed through Grant Hill and Connelly's the right side of all people who worked for that man. <laughs> I'm not even going to say his name, but you know who she worked for. And uh, it's just like, it, I can see how. You feel me? I can yeah. see how, how they let that shit just slide. I don't... 
Like, how the hell do they approve that? Because it, it got to go through them. They, I know they suggested it. They was okay with suggesting a four-year agree with the Rich Paul rule. I think sometimes people get a little bit, um, like, disconnected with where they come from. So I'd be, I had to talk to somebody recently about, you know, reparations and black elitism. It, reparations just can't, can't just benefit black elites. You know, this rule will benefit people who have black excellence, black elitism, where I'm going to college, I'm getting my four-year degree, I'm, I'm doing everything I need to do because I have, I've been granted this opportunity and I'm blessed enough to experience this. Brother, <laughs> life just gave you, you just got lucky with your cars, it was handed because, because I, I even had, I'd be humbling like people who'd be like, man, you got your degree, bro. Man, shout out to you. Yeah, it's a great thing, but man, that don't make me no different than you. I'm not one one step up better than you. I just got the cards that was dealt with me. I, I played them right. And I was lucky enough that this shit won me a good hand. Yeah, but don't downplay it, though. You're definitely grinding for it. You know, yeah, it's yeah. It took the effort and work. It's definitely like, the effort and work, but it's still like you're a black man. So not that many doors opened up for you as they should have with that 40-year degree. Exactly. And that's something a lot of motherfuckers don't realize. When they do get that degree, it's like, ah, you're black. You know, right. we we gonna we gonna open up the door for somebody else before you any day of the week. I guarantee it. It's motherfucking jobs postings that preferably a Caucasian male. Have you seen that? Man, hey, <laughs> that look. job actually posted that shit. Right. <laughs> I haven't got to see it, bro. I experienced it. Nobody, nobody call back Jaquan Moore, bro. <laughs> nobody do that. <laughs> it's not. This is not looking for. They go Jaquan. What? The, I can't even pronounce his name right. right. I'm not gonna fucking what call a- him back. Fuck this kid thinks he is. <laughs> Give me Simon. <laughs> Man, what, what can I say? He's still a nigga in a coop. And that's how it is. So I wish that, you know, these people were able to use they, their voice and their, their platform appropriately to, to help stop all this blast because this could have been prevented. It, they easily got it quick when everybody was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> this shit fishy. You know, LeBron James hit Twitter quick. You know? <laughs> every since, hey, NCAA skit. They rescinded that shit quick <laughs> as hell. I ain't never seen a rule get rescinded so damn fast like that, dog. They, they quick themselves like, okay, nah, you know what? Maybe they don't need a degree. Like, y'all some pussies, man. But we still got the NCAA still selling. Bro, I, this is what I don't understand. How the hell does NCAA sell tickets and their, their tickets are higher than the fucking NFL NBA games? Bruh, the tickets here and um at I'm in the, I'm at Tennessee, University of Tennessee, at SEC school. SEC. But that's 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 the power five conference. So <laughs> so my tickets as a student is ten dollars. I I take those deals. I look, I can't I can't get mad that I got this student discount. I look at other prices. I'm like, bro, $100 for this game? We not even leading the conference. We not even top three fighting to, like, go to the national championship. Bro, we just the University of Tennessee. And then I'm in a group chat, and somebody talking about they didn't want to sell season tickets, right, in Knoxville. Let me, let me read these prices, bro. He want to sell his season tickets for $1,500. <laughs> Bro, I can see if you went to Bama. But eight home games, though. I can see if you went to Bama or something like that, maybe. 
And guess how much these uh, students receiving out of that? Not a damn thing. They don't get a penny. They exactly. Get a penny for, they don't even get a penny for their thoughts. Right. And you got like, wait, hold on. You remember the Duke and uh, Kentucky game when those tickets was like over 2000 Yeah. Obama was there and everything, and Zion got hurt in like the first quarter. Man. Niggas, was, I would have been sick as hell paying that much for a college game and the main attraction gets hurt and get out of there. But you know how much Zion saw for that game? Nothing. Nothing. They that was exploiting us, man. And, and and the crazy thing is, people was when Zion, you know, he bust through his shoe and whatnot. Yeah, that was, that was, that was yeah, that, game. that game. Yeah, people was, was game. like, get, get him back on the court, bro. <laughs> <laughs> For what? I'm finna go be through his shoe. <laughs> I'm finna be the number one draft pick, man. Fuck is you talking about? Get back on the I really court. <laughs> I really don't gotta play. I'm just doing this because. I did literally everything I needed to do. I stepped on the court for one game. I'm about to Kyrie Irving, y'all, and just kick it. <laughs> Kyrie Irving still has the ultimate finesse, but only playing nine games <laughs> and being a number one draft pick. Shout out to Kyrie Irving. Yeah, Got bro. him a ring, too. So he, it wasn't just bullshit. He can play, but still, though. Boy, he awesome. He finessed the fucking NCAA. That's for damn sure. But And then people say, oh, where can you get this money from? Blah, blah, blah. Bro, all you got to do is do a tuition waiver. Wave the fee. <laughs> At least let's, let's start there. Give everybody a full ride. Easy. Now let's put some money back in these in these students. Like the stadium here at Tennessee, it's like a hundred and two thousand, four hundred and fifty five people. You know the big house is. I was, I was, I was like into the <laughs> big house, bro. The tickets to the Michigan and Ohio State game. <laughs> run me, the, run me that tag, bro. Bro, nigga, the sideline, not not the end zone, the sideline, five hundred and up. Whoa. And that's Michigan versus Ohio State. 500 up just for sidelines. Just, you know, just for the sideline view. Not even close. Just the view. End zone. End zone, like behind the end zone, behind the goalposts and stuff, is running about 300 up. And that's for, that's for Michigan versus Ohio State. Michigan versus Michigan State. 400 for sideline view. 200 for the end zone. Same thing for the Notre Dame game. I'm just looking at these prices like, this shit higher than the Lions. Man. No, just, no disrespect to the Lions, but that's the NFL. Right, and these players supposed to be getting paid, and they and they getting paid, and on That's top of that, they selling jerseys, <laughs> merchandise. Remember when um the Fab Five that documentary they were talking about Jalen Rose saying I, I was seeing my jerseys in the store, <laughs> but wasn't seeing exactly. a dime for it. Yeah, what the f- yeah you shit? I'm not against what the Fab Five did at all. Shit, even Man. though Chris Webber went about it in the most bitches way. Yeah, but hey, shit, I'm not against what they did. Hey, I was watching. I forgot what game I was watching. I think it was. It might have been during the tournament or the conferences when Jawan Howard was announced to be the coach for Michigan, mm-hmm. and they put <laughs> Chris Webber on the spot. Like, how you feel about this? <laughs> and he paused. And he paused for a second. Like, mm, this is awkward. And then he was just being a real nigga, bro. And he was just like, bro, I'm so thankful for my brother. I know this is what he wanted. Yeah, I, 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 that's when I gained some more respect for Webber. Yeah, I, I, I love yeah. this. It was like he. He just outcast Michigan that whole phase, even though he the one that called the timeout. But that's a story for another day. <laughs> that's for sure another day. <laughs> <laughs> that motherfucker called the timeout. <laughs> Man. Hey, like, uh, hey, he he was a kid, bro. And that's what we failed to realize. Like, all these, these college were, athletes, they all kids. They, they were balling, too, though. Yeah, they, they was balling. They changed your they game. They all kids, bro. Changed your game forever. And uh, shout out to Jawan Howard. Uh, uh, 
really feel like he's going to make a difference in Michigan basketball. Like, not to overstep what Beeline was doing. Mich- uh, Beeline definitely brought Michigan basketball back to the pinnacle. Oh, yeah, for sure. Definitely brought him back to the pinnacle. But, like, I feel like hopefully Jawan Howard will give us over that hump and probably get us a national championship because uh, he can bring in the big-time recruits. He already yeah, got sons that's about to come here. He's got the connect in Chicago. And uh, that pipeline Chicago, just in general, is just always breeze fucking baller. So, hopefully right. Michigan basketballs get get it together, you know. I, they I, stay I, talking I about that. They stay talking about Chicago hoops on um, um, Miles Darius. Mm-hmm. Or Darius, what's Darius Miles and uh, Quinn Richardson? Miles, yeah, Quinn Richardson. And they podcast the Knucklehead, but that I love that podcast. It's great they, podcast. You know, they from St. Louis and Chicago, and they got all the hoopers on there. Man, if you haven't checked that out, check that out. If you a real hooper fan of hoops and just real conversations from NBA players Definitely and, and, and WNBA players, they they got some uh, female players on there too. And we having all everybody on there too talking yeah. that shit. And check that podcast out for sure, man. You will learn, like even with J.R. Smith being on there, I ain't know what type of person he was. But then when I heard him on the podcast, I'm like, bro, he don't even drink any for real. But he's the <laughs> right? Henny guy. He laughed he's about the, it. He's like, the Henny you know? dude. Like he's, that's when you think of Hennessy, you think of J.R. Smith. Right. <laughs> that that's crazy. But all right, man, we talked a lot of sports. I'm pretty sure people are like, man, sports. But right. it's important, people. Exactly. It's important to me. Yeah. It moves. It moves the world. Straight up, though. Yeah, sports and entertainment, period, bring a lot of, like, joy and relief in a lot of people's day. Because if you was just talking about work all day, you'd probably do some things you don't want to do with your life. But all right, man. Let's talk about some other. Right. <laughs> so, <laughs> so 2K just, you know, just just dropped a little advertisement today. You know, put the people hit, P. Davis. Two K twenty is coming. Six uh, <laughs> uh, pre order. Uh, my birthday still September first. You know, ladies, ladies, ladies. But uh, <laughs> ladies, ladies, ladies. You know, hey, listen, that pre order. You know, I need that D Wade edition, hundred dollars. But uh, yeah, though, Two K twenty is coming. Uh, LeBron James and Maverick Carter, they entertainment company, is producing the Two K twenty story mode. Uh, they just dropped a trailer. That shit looks fucking amazing. They have, they have. Personally, one of my favorite actors, uh, Idris Elba, leading the way, being uh-huh. a coach. You know, that shit. Like, I just watched, like, they had, they even had, like, something like The Shop with, like, Maverick Carter and, like, the Straight writer. Up. Yeah, they just had, like, they just dropped, like, it was, like, an eight minute long, you know, them talking about the process of getting uh, Rosaria Dawson on there. They was just showing, like, how they approached it as, like, a big Hollywood movie. Even though it was just, just it's just a video game, but they approaching it as a Hollywood movie, bringing in somebody, like, a heavyweight, like Idris Elba, to, you know, mm-hmm. lead the way. You know, like, the story right behind it, you know, Maverick Carter's, you know, behind it, LeBron James is in it, and it's just, like, basically, that's, that's the, the story mode basically uh it's uh someone you know falling you know gotta rise back up but it's definitely uh something that i'm very uh looking forward to because like the last two 2k story mode has been freaking whack as hell you know i'm, I'm sure many people couldn't uh, attest to that 
And um, it's definitely something I'm looking forward to because I can't wait to see. I'm actually going to be actually interested to play the story mode. This right, year. right. It's like, you know, most of the time people play 2K, they just want to uh, either quit game or they just hop on my part. Uh, so overall, I'm just very excited for this year's 2K. Um, the demo drops Wednesday, so you can uh, download the demo and um, check out the different attributes, the different archetypes that you want to use with your player. Get ready for September 6. So that's definitely some a lot of. I, I'm definitely want to see a lot of people online Wednesday, checking out the different <laughs> right. builds they can get with 2K because it's, it, it's about to be 2K season. 2K season a whole fucking different monster. Uh, Madden season has come and gone. That show only lasts like a month. I'm sorry, Madden. They, 2K just keep itching it closer and closer with you. No matter how far you try to get away from them, 2K just bring it closer. Because 2K used to come up like in October. Now they drop in the first weekend in September. That shit is crazy. But uh, I'm very excited for 2K. I think this uh, 2K20 is going to be one of the uh, best ones, hopefully. And um, I'm just excited. I, 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 what's your expectations of 2K? Even though I, I know you're not like a 2K player like that. Like, uh, are you excited for it? What's your thoughts on it? Um, so originally I was like, I'm probably not going to buy 2K just because I bought the last 2K. And like you said, the story mode, it started off like it was going to be kind of sweet. Mm-hmm. Like you got, you know, you got pushed to play overseas and whatnot. You got to grind your way back. But it just became like a lag, like a real drag for me. And I was like, I'm, um, uh, and I just put it down and stopped playing it. But for this one, I'm going to see what the hype is all about. See what people are saying. You know, anything I feel like Maverick and LeBron touch these days just turns into gold. Go. Like for real, go. <laughs> go. So I'll probably I'll probably copy it. <clears throat> I'll probably copy it and play it. And, you know, go from there. Might finesse somebody out the uh out the game share somehow, some way. You know? <laughs> so I ain't gotta pay the full price, the full bucket on it. So I'm gonna check it out. But I'm still waiting to get mad in twenty. That's how I'm feeling, cause I'm about to just be running Madden. So, boy, I got I got some I got some serving to do. <laughs> I've been I've been I've been running Madden on the PS4. For, me and him was doing it on uh, Xbox, but like I just couldn't get jiggy with Xbox this year. Like I love Xbox, don't get me wrong, but PlayStation yeah. Four has my heart. You know, I just you know I couldn't die away from it this year. But uh, we actually game show with each other, so like you know, shoot, we're gonna we're gonna, we gonna get it together. Bro, speaking of, you know, game sharing and playing Xbox PS4, Google has coming is coming out with a new system, bro, where you can stream games and play like cross platforms and networks and stuff like that. And they about to have like a, a shit ton of games. And I think that uh let me see. Let me see what this hitting for quick. And say, uh, on there is they're gonna provide Attack on Titan 2, Assassin's Creed, uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, let me see, they got a 2K on here. I don't know if they got 2K on here, but they got a lot, a lot of other games on here that they're providing that people can play across platforms and just and just buy any screen you want on there, any screen from the Google service. There's no and downloads, it, none of that. I think if the device can run Google Chrome, it can handle Google Strata. That's what it's called, Google Strata. Yeah. Stadia. Stadia, Stadia. And they got what? Dragon Ball, Dragon Ball uh, Xenoverse on there. They got a whole bunch of games on there. So I wonder like in the future, you know, if this this is like a thing and this ain't no um, like some Soldier Boy game system. 
Like if, if this really take off, would people drop the PS4? Yeah, or it's, the it's Sony not, it's not no SOD money game. That that <laughs> that type of system. <laughs> yeah, and, and, and Google's pretty powerful, bro. Like if if Google wanted to, they could really mess up the whole world. Like they could just like send out a, a virus to everybody shit. <laughs> and just and just go from there but they not it's google it's a good world you know humanity but i wonder would that change the narrative i got a ps4 i got an xbox now i just hop up on google me personally uh right hold on wait but the price so looking at 129 that's not that's not bad that's not bad comes with the controller with the uh comcast the chromecast ultra uh three months of the the pro it comes with destiny 2 and it comes with the stand and the uh, buddy pass. I don't know what the rest of that shit mean, but uh, it comes with it for only once or not. That's not bad when you're just streaming a game from anywhere. But um, exactly. as for me, uh, it's probably gonna be like a lot of new school that's gonna be with it. But for me, I'm just I'm like I'm, I'm gonna be an old head with it. I'm gonna still continue with the uh, PS4. I need yeah. I need a console. Like I never really got into PC gaming because it's like it's not a controller. I don't want to mm-hmm. click on the keyboard. I need a console. I need a controller. I need a hard drive. I need a, you know the memory disc, all that stuff. You know the disc going into the drive. It's just pretty old school with everything. So hopefully you trying to on your cartridge, bro. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like, you know, wipe wiping out the disc, and the little disc gets scratched up. You know, putting back in the PS4. You know, everything gonna be good. But I feel like because uh, the PS5 is dropping uh, next Christmas, it hasn't been confirmed yet, but I know it's coming. Looks like the Xbox uh, Scarlet is dropping uh, next year, also. Yeah. So basically, about to be in a new. Uh, of the uh, gaming wars, that's what I'm gonna I'm gonna call it the gaming wars. The gaming so, you know, wars. We got we got the Xbox Five coming. I mean, not the Xbox Five, the Xbox uh, Scarlet, the PS Five, and we got Google. What's it called again? Google Stadia, Stadia, Stadium. I don't Google know. Stadia. We got that coming with the streaming and shit like that. The Apple TV is trying to get into the mix with their Apple TV subscription for games and stuff that you can just play with mobile games off the TV. That's which is lit because you know a lot of people play mobile games and mobile games make a ton of fucking money for no fucking reason. Which I, <laughs> I, that's something I, I don't get either because I don't want to just play games on my phone. Like right. I'm just really old school, so so I'm really really biased to it. Like you know, it there is an audience for it for just streaming. If there's an audience just for mobile games, clearly because they make a lot of money. But like for like the hardcore fans that just want a console, a PC, just a gaming, I feel like Google that Google shit is gonna really bypass. But eventually everyone is gonna be to the streaming. Because yeah. that's where we're going to I feel console. you on that. I definitely enjoy having a console. Like something like even just the aesthetics of just looking at your console while yeah, you're sitting over there chilling. Why. To, to, to just stare at it for a second, but like, you know, I ain't show you no loving in a minute and just clicking Ooh. on, and then you just, you know, we'll see what I can do up today. Let me know what I'm about to play. You feel me? Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's like a whole new world that you can get into where you just playing your game, you free from, I don't know, the world. You in a whole new world, bro, and it's just fun. I think that's like what was cool about being a kid back way back in the day, just coming home from school and just being like, I can go if my friend if it's raining outside, my friends ain't home, you know, whatever. I could just kick it in here all Turn day and play the game. game. Turn on my Xbox, you know, I'm chilling for the day. <laughs> Man, because I feel like I done had a lot of game systems growing up. Man, I, I, done, man, I, I started with the Game Boy. Shit, I think I started off with the Monty. She had the PS1, gave that to me. 
Yeah, but I had one of those too. I done had a everything. I done had a PS1, Game Boy, GameCube, DS, 3DS, freaking uh, Xbox, the original Xbox, Xbox 360. Yeah. Hey, hold on. That original Xbox was cold. Don't 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 just pass over it. Like no, no. I was I was Team Xbox. Like I had a 360. Like I didn't even really fuck with the PS2 like that, but I had it because of you know San Andreas and everything. I had to play San Andreas, so PS2, PS1. My favorite game from PS1, though, I had that Spider-Man on that bit. Those who know the original <laughs> freaking uh, PlayStation with that Spider-Man, that game is a classic. You know, then we had oh I, fuck, I forgot Nintendo 64. I had the Golden yeah, Eye, the 64, <laughs> the Golden, Golden Eye, Mario uh, Party, Mario yeah. Kart. Mario Kart and Golden Well one well one wasn't working. Fuck it. Man, the what other one put the other one in? And, and I had that WWE uh No Mercy. Woo! And that Wrestle and that WrestleMania. Oh my Zig it. Classics, bro. Man, the classics for sure. Well, people know what I'm talking about, man. Those are the classics. Like, classics. Those, those are the, some of the best time I had playing the game. You know, just come home. You know, everybody got the Joy-Cons. We just chilling, playing that shit. Especially that Golden Eye. Shit got real on the Golden Eye, man. Man. Shit got real on the Golden Eye, bro. I'm telling you. You know, I done pretty much had it. Like, I, I consider myself a gamer. I play everything. Uh, I love, I love video games. Uh, also, the... Go back to, into the past of what we was talking about, like a toxic trait of like what you think that was toxic. That's parents yeah, yeah. getting on to their kids about video games. Um, <laughs> shoot, let your kid game. If your kid want a game, let them game. It's a kid that just won three million from a Fortnite tournament. Taxes took over half of that, but that's still one point four million on them just for playing Fortnite. Just from playing Fortnite, that's crazy. Because, like, I think a lot of people didn't really look at gaming as something you can, like, make money off of. And then, like, when YouTube... It's taking off. It's, it's taking off YouTube now. People are streaming. Twitch. Shout out to Grant. Shout, oh, yeah. Out here. Shout out to G-Bird on YouTube. Go watch his, uh, his subscriber list. is going crazy. He getting them donations. He basically don't even have to pay for his games because he, he got a base. I'm about to start asking Grant to ask some for people to buy my games i'm i'm not man, what me too like <laughs> grant be having grant be having a love on this shit man like man. Oh, hey go to g bird youtube channel check out his streams man grant's a great guy and you're gonna have a good time on his streams uh like but like the number one streamer out there is uh ninja of course because he played ninja. fortnite Ooh, and Woody, ninja Cole. And, he, and he bought in bro the number how much you want to know how much money he made how much money he just made? for streaming like, I don't know the exact number, but I know it's like over like twenty million. I know that the highest streamer on YouTube is actually a little boy, Ryan's Toy Reviews. Okay, he, see toy reviews. He all he does is play with toys. Instantly, he gets like six million views. And kids Plus, watch shit. He's watching up all day. I, when I was at CMU, I used to uh, I had took a class. It wasn't even a class. It was like an extra credit type deal for like learning applied behavioral analysis at a, um, a center for all, children with autism. And, you know, so, uh, anyone who's familiar with ABA methods and stuff like that, it's all about reinforcement and positive reinforcement, negative reinforcement to improve or decrease behaviors. And some of the things we did was give positive reinforcement for children who, you know, did target behaviors well. 
we'll give them the the iPad and they can watch whatever on YouTube. I had a kid who watched Ryan's toy reviews like it was fucking religion. Like it was just <laughs> it was like Ryan toys review all the time. And I'm and I'm sitting there at first I'm like I don't want to watch this, but then I started watching. I'm like, bro. It's kind of entertaining. entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> like, 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 like it's, it's like how people when people be on there eating them uh, crab legs on their, you know, smacking and shit. Like I be like, bro, how do people sit here and actually watch people eat food that I actually sat down and watch? I was like, that shit looks disgusting, but those food look good as hell, and that shit making right. me hungry. So no wonder how people be getting so many damn views on this shit. Like, hey, shout out to the creators, man. The creators gonna create. Shout out to us. We out here creating, you know, with the right. podcast. Got Shout out to the motherfucking, yeah, Quan with his A blog. Color Boys Gratitude. Check it out, man. We dropping blogs like we dropping flies, man. I just Come tried on. to kill a fly. <laughs> <laughs> man. Shout out to the fucking creators, man. You know, like, like that's just one thing I just love about being, you know, in our generation now. Because, like, what you want to do or you can put your mind to anything you can create and you can, you got a network that you can build. You got a, a network that you can create and you got to just go out there and get it. It takes a hard work and dedication to get to it. And at the end of the day, if you want it, you can go get it. Facts. And in the book, think and grow rich. I finished that by the way, listeners. I remember when we started this podcast off, I wasn't done with it yet, but in there, um, one of the, one of the, the tips was given by Napoleon Hill was that if you got an idea, you got a dream or something you want to do, start now. Don't wait. Don't procrastinate. Start now. If you don't have the money, the tools, the resources, start now. They will come. Eventually, they will all line up and you will figure it out along the way. The best way to learn is to do, you know, and if you fail, that's OK. Too many people these days are worrying about failing and they scared of failure. Face. They scared of failure. Fall on your face, bro. Learn. Let let life teach you some shit. Hit, hit that ground head on, man. Man, you let got, life teach you, you some got, shit. You gotta let that shit humble you, man. So you can persevere and get through that shit. Because that's Humble the best a, way to a warrior. That's the best way to live life, man. Don't don't sit here waiting for the blueprint. Cause it ain't gonna come, bro. There ain't no blueprint. And if and if there's a blueprint blueprint made. You too late, bro. Because something's there's <laughs> already something else that. going. It's updated. It's updated, and and we we done moved on. The world has moved on. So start. You make the blueprint for somebody. You you push that narrative. You push that dream, that drive, and just go, man. Shit, Straight that's, up. That's what we doing. That's what we doing right here with our podcast. We're just I'm creating. It's this is this is on our own time. You know. Hey. We spending our own money with the equipment. We quite spending this old time with the editing. But we getting out there. We just creating. We just doing it now. It's something that we feel like we can be influ- influenced to the market even now, even later, probably for a while. Shit. But we going to do it. Hey, live your life and do what you want to do, man. That's the best thing about living in today's world, especially in America, man. You look over in other countries, they get, we're in, they're in situations where their government will turn off the internet and say, fuck y'all, no one's going to know what's happening over here. We don't have that problem over here. Or <laughs> you got, only can have one kid. 
Man, although that that rule has been lifted, they don't got that rule no more in China. Oh, but that for was real? fucked. Right, yeah, that right. was what I say like that shit was fucked for the longest. <laughs> I just listened. To, I just listened to a TED talk a couple days ago while I was cooking breakfast. Shout about to TED talks. TED talks is amazing, man. If you ever want to find something to listen to, man, just go listen to a TED talk, bro. And Learn something in our podcast. You're listening to our podcast right now, so. <laughs> but it was this person talking about uh, what it was like to be in China when they had that one child rule and how like it was stigmatizing for families to have more than one child like this lady was talking about I had a little brother and I was embarrassed <laughs> that we had another child I'm like you embarrassed for having another sibling that shit that's wild that is wild and we don't have that problem over here and that's crazy we have our problems don't get it wrong we have a whole yeah. lot of problems over here we, especially we, as we black talk, people we talked about some problems in this podcast for sure but like it's the, it's not all bad like you can, we we definitely have grown as a nation but we still in the same place as a nation if you get what I mean right like we had a different time now but we only can continue to grow from here on out bro I'm in the fucking south right now and the other day I was just sitting there walking like, bro, I'm so thankful that I can speak against our government without getting killed, that I can disagree with somebody without getting killed. I can disagree with the the, the popular opinion without being like silenced. Yeah. You know, and there, and there are some people here that get silenced. Like you look at Farrakhan, who was silenced over Facebook and others who have been silenced throughout history you know just from like posting things on different social media networks and stuff like that which is now has transformed into like today's world version of a news outlet but i was just thankful that i i could disagree with somebody for real like i can walk up and they can disagree with me and i can go home and they can go home and we can just work our disagreements out although some people don't go to that some people you know can die over a disagreement, but I'm thankful I have the right to live over. Or they get or they get into Twitter wars. Yeah, I can, I can, I can, I can right now create a fake Twitter account. Uh, troll and, the hell out of people and troll whoever I want to, and I have that right. I'm not gonna do it because I got a life, but I'm <laughs> thankful for life. that right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so I don't know. I'm thankful for that because you got like you know people in India right now protesting. But they, they shut their internet off. Having these people out here just... I don't know what I would do, to be honest, if our internet... Without the internet? Bro, if our internet just shut off across this country, we will... I think all of us... Every, I think we'd be fucked. Crazy. <laughs> I think people we would be crazy. fucked. Bro. People need their Wi-Fi. The first thing people come to your house, they say, hey, nigga, what's the Wi-Fi code? Right. Like, I, I couldn't... Damn, bro. Can you say Hi. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah right. can you say hi? <laughs> Don't let my girl Wi-Fi log, log into your Wi-Fi when we pull up in there because now I got to ask questions. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, hold on. <laughs> how you auto-join how you auto this uh, Wi-Fi? Right. <laughs> how you get the password before me? <laughs> before me, hold on. What's, what's going on here? What's going on here? Right. <laughs> hey, something we didn't talk about last time. What was what was going on with uh with Marvel? Oh man, shit, Marvel, man. They announced phase four. Uh the biggest announcement for me was they coming out with a blade. Straight up. They coming out with a fucking blade. And my my man's my man's 
a man that played Cottonmouth on the great Netflix series of Luke Cage. Man, hey, he he killed that fucking role. That's what I'm saying. He, man, hey, hey, if you haven't seen Luke Cage yet, I don't care. When they killed him off, I didn't care to watch the show no more. Like, I, I watched it, like, finished the season, I watched a little bit more, and I was like, all right, I'm not going not gonna to continue. Yeah, but when he was on there, that show was bumping. He was a bad, bad mother. Shut your mouth. I don't, I don't think I'm pronouncing his first name right, but it's like Marshala Ali. Yeah, I, I probably butchered that shit, but that's his name. <laughs> Mar- yeah. But, <laughs> yeah, you feel me? Like, that's going to be the next play. Like, you know, shout out to Wesley Snipes show, support of it. You know, yeah. uh, he definitely, he came at Marvel after his Oscar nomination. Actually, after he won an Oscar for Moonlight. Moonlight, another uh, great movie that I've watched. Uh, you know, hey, you got to check your uh, sexuality when you watch that movie, but it's a great movie. It's a great story and everything. I still haven't seen Moonlight yet. I still, it's still on my list to see. Definitely check out Moonlight. It's a great movie. And also, so, uh, you know, they announced like a bunch of different shit. They announced like what we was talking about in the past about the Loki and the WandaVision and, the, uh, you know, the, how they're all coming to Disney uh, Plus. They announced, uh, they didn't announce uh, Black Panther 2 or anything like that, Captain Marvel 2. But they announced like the Inhumans, Angelina Jolie is going to be in there. But like, so like the two main points I got from there, from three main points was the WandaVision, the Loki, the Hawkeye. Also, I can't wait for the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. That's going to be a great uh, show because the Falcon and the Winter Soldier, they show great chemistry, especially in the flash. <clears throat> movies with right. them arguing especially with that fight scene with Spider-Man that, them, that like that's almost like the funniest commentary between them two I was very excited about those uh, all those shows and everything but like uh, also they announced the uh, Thor Love and Thunder but Natalie Portman being Thor um I don't know how I feel uh, about me being the female Thor uh, it's not I'm not being feminist now don't get me wrong. If if it was not, they would have gave it to Tessa Thompson, the Valkyrie, as being that's, a Thor. That's who I thought was going to get it. Yeah, I would have been okay with that. But it's like Nellie Portman, it's her, her acting and just her in general. It's just like, I'm going to have to wait to see where it goes with the Thor love and thunder, man. Like, how you feel about that, man? I thought it was going to be Tessa Thompson. I, I really didn't care who was going to get it. I just knew that. It, I hope that it's going to be good. But I thought Tessa Thompson was for sure the right fit for it. Exactly. She's, She's familiar with the with the Marvel audience and MCU, and she's done well so far. And I don't think if it's if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's not broken. She it looked like Thor passed it on to her. That's what I thought too. Like you know, after the end end game, I was like, okay, this her yeah. shit. Like, right. We now it's kind of like we got like now it's like okay now I gotta tell us another story of how the fuck she about to become Thor yeah like, she who was in the first two Thor movies but it was like her character was just like uh, you know wasn't she just like the girlfriend just yeah get this human <laughs> bit out of out of here you know get this get this human chick up out of here you feel me <laughs> so what Thor about to pull up on her and uh I, so not we don't even know we don't even know man like we don't we even gotta, know we just gotta wait and see like how. Uh, they progress the storyline and everything, especially with the phase four coming up. Blade's not coming out till phase five. Phase five is going to have Black Panther 2. Can't wait to see what they do with that. Guardians of the Galaxy 3, Captain Marvel 2. Hopefully they introduce Fantastic Four. Hopefully they introduce uh, the X-Men. Can we be can we be real about Black Panther real quick? Go ahead. Um, Great movie. Fun times. 
good for the culture. But as a Marvel fan, I was hoping that they had another, like, another villain, maybe, on top of Killmonger. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that was not a really good villain. Like, people just hyped it up because it was Michael B. Jordan and it was black excellence. Like, I get it. I understand. But as a person who likes watching superhero movies and, and How shows and films. Villains and multiple storylines to it. Yeah, we need, I need more villains. I need it. Was, a, I need a, it was supposed to be Claw, but Michael B. Jordan killed that nigga. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I need a villain who's about to, like, really, like, be on some outlandish shit. Killmonger was not on no real outlandish shit, for real. He... People, some, there's, I know there's there's a crowd of people. Who, oh no, he, he he was trying to you know he was trying to come to America and just uh, kill all the uh, he was trying to kill the, all the colonizers. He wanted to <laughs> that like come oh, on, but look, but look, but hold on, but hold on, that ain't had nothing to do with what was going on in Wakanda though. He just came in there and took the throne that was rightfully his. But he. He, he, you can't say he's not wasn't a great villain though. He, is this your? I'm king? not saying he wasn't a great, not a great villain. He was a good villain, but I wanted like a, the fucking the Joker. Like how how the all right. You, so you, you can't compare a masterpiece and Heath Ledger to no 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 no. Sorry, hold on. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not gonna do it just the Heath Ledger. So I'm gonna say the Dark Knight, right? How <laughs> okay. uh, we had Two Face and the Joker. Okay, okay, I see what you're saying now. Feel so me? Both of them. Okay, I, I get you. I get you. I get you. And, and that's what Black Panther could have like built up with the claw. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you, you just said it already. You took the words out of my mouth that we could have seen something like really go down in this film. But I feel like we was robbed. Kept it safe. They kept it safe. Yeah, they kept but it real safe. They, they should have though, because like it's the first movie. You know, it's the first time. Well, not the actual first. It's the first Marvel movie with a black lead and black cast, black director and everything. So they just played it safe. Basic storyline, you know. Uh, it really assembled the Lion King a lot. You know, I, it was just a great movie, great impact. It did everything for the culture. But Black Panther two, they need to take the strings off and just let that motherfucker rip. Yeah. They need to let like all creativity just flood and flow. Like I hope, I hope Marvel isn't just gonna look at Black Panther and be like, we're gonna we're gonna get money off of this because ultimately it's about making money. We're gonna make a lot of money in box office because black people are just gonna support. Period. So it don't matter what you are gonna give them, they are gonna love it because it's black. Don't do that to us, please don't, <laughs> please don't. Make like let, let, turn this shit up a notch because we're kind of forever, but like. I'm I'm not gonna pull up to Wakanda no more if Wakanda dry as fuck. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just gonna say that. So you just my man's Killmonger, man. Kill. I just in Killmonger, like I fuck with him, but I honestly I, I get your point now. You're saying like you need to be another village except for just him. But I but like they was just I think they was trying to include Claw into everything with that, but it was just like Claw. He's you just knew he wasn't a factor, especially yeah. when uh Killmonger killed him and shit. It was just like they could have made Claw a lot crazier. Yeah. Which they he could've... was crazy though to begin with. <laughs> he was. But it, I've I've seen plenty of movies where somebody shoots people yeah. <laughs> and drive away from a, a robbery. You like know? it's nothing. Yeah, like I, I need to see life like millions of lives on the line. And I need this hero to save them. I need them to come. Like, I, I need it. That's what I need. I need I need a do or die moment. Like, the last Spider-Man. Dude, that was, that was fucking do or die. True. Black Panther had me like, shit, should I, should I root for this nigga T'Challa or should I root for Killmonger? 
that's what I think it, it really the audience saying of that a lot because it was yeah, just like Killmar is like oh you're crazy but you right my nigga like hold on now you kind of right but I feel like that was something that only black audience could relate to for real yeah yeah which 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 is which which is uh which is key to why they put it in there because it was just like damn but I, right. I don't want Black Panther just to be like I wanted oh, to black. be for us yeah I, I wanted to be like a Universal. Yeah, I don't want it to limit itself. And yeah, and and I felt like the first movie did kind of it did majority because it was just black this black that. Now it's just like be black, be who be who we are, be us, stay true to us, but just expand the horizon, expand the story. Yeah, and that's what they do with the second one. Right, and only what was that? Nothing like nothing really was at risk. Like like you said, I could have cheered for Killmonger or T'Challa and not have been wrong. Yeah, I could so I could justify any of my decision making. I want some real risky shit, like some exactly. It's, but but I mean, but it wasn't like it wasn't like no Captain Marvel and shit. Like that shit wasn't, you know. What that I'm shit saying? was trash. Exactly. Like it wasn't <laughs> like no Captain Marvel and shit. Like yeah. When we seen her in Endgame, we was like, ugh, get her off the screen. Yeah. Like why <laughs> she even here right now? Yeah. Like why she? <laughs> I ain't like, care too much for her. Like, yeah, like, like you didn't care about her, but they they uh they dove us in. They uh made us believe in that character of uh Killmonger and T'Challa, which uh which is really all his job in the, uh at the end of the day, which is just to reel the audience audiences in for to keep watching that movie. Right. right, right. Did so uh also uh so past that. Michigan just had a Comic Con and everything. I seen a lot of cosplay going yeah. on downtown. Like uh, also, I seen a lot of anime going on down there. I never yeah. been to a Comic Con. Uh, I definitely want to check that out. So next year, I'm definitely going. Um, Bro, hold on. Let me tell you about what my girl told me. <laughs> <laughs> so she she worked in the downtown area and whatnot, and she hit me up like, "Babe, there's Comic Con going on down here." And at first, I'm like, what you what you know about Comic-Con? Because she don't really be talking about anime or nothing like that, for real. Yeah. And she was like, I didn't I didn't know what was going on. I just saw these white people in a costume. And you know what's going on right now in the world. I'm like, yeah, this is really <laughs> <laughs> And I'm like, suits with the black and red shit on the song. She was like, I just saw white people in costumes. And I kind of got scared. <laughs> and I'm like, OK. She was, I was walking. I crossed the street. I'm like, good. You on your PCQ? And then she's like, I got in my car. And then I saw black people in costumes, too. So I was like, OK, <laughs> what's going on? And she found out it was uh, Comic-Con. She said it looked pretty cool. She was going to check it out, but she had some other stuff to do. But yeah, I thought that was just funny. <laughs> definitely got to go to a comic con man because like that's 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 so that's environment that i feel like me and you person will feel comfortable in oh straight up for sure yeah you know the cosplay is fucking marvelous like people go to the extremes with that shit yeah like shit they be looking like the character that they are trying to depict which is amazing right and like you know people who have who have been involved with these series and shows and movies and films or animes show up yeah, yeah. I, like, we're like celebrities there. Like they just be chilling up in there, and, like yeah, kicking it. You know, again they they be signing their autographs. You know, talking to them and shit like that, which is great. You know, also uh, I came across an article that said like basically we need to uh, give Toonami his props. <laughs> we do. It has the influence of Adult Swim, of the popularity of uh, anime in America. 
And when I read that headline, I was thinking to myself, like, now Tsunami definitely did put me here with Dragon Ball Z, with mm-hmm. Vampire uh, Vampire Hunter, with uh, Transformers, fucking Samurai Jack, Samurai Jack, Afro Samurai, freaking anything that has to do with anime. It was just like, oh, shit. Tsunami, you knew you had to stay up to watch that shit, or even came on through the day sometimes. Hey, soon as my man chilling in the spaceship came yeah, on, probably, probably cop on the screen. It's like Tsunami. It's my guy's time for Dragon Ball Z. You know he used to be talking that shit. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and like Tsunami influence has been definitely had a huge impact on American culture when it comes to anime because. With uh, anime, anime definitely is something that I've looked at, and it's definitely a big, uh, it's a big part of my life personally because I love that shit. Yeah, anime dope, bro. I I didn't really realize, you know, me growing up, I didn't understand the difference between cartoons and anime. I just thought it was all cartoons growing up, especially when it was streamed on TV because it was all dubbed versions. So I'm thinking Pokemon is some normal Americans. No Pokemon Cartoon. anime, Yu-Gi-Oh anime, Yu-Gi-Oh, you know what Dragon Ball Z. Like, I thought all of that was you know regular cartoons. Oh, this shit just cartoons. Like I didn't, I didn't know what the fuck anime was. Let's talk about more toxic stuff from our childhood. So, middle school, high school, all the kids that was out really like, I love anime, bro. That's a weird month. Like you weird, bro. Man, weird as hell for running like Naruto through the hallways. That's still weird as hell. I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm. <laughs> Like I'm not a nonsense. That shit weird as hell. Don't do that. But like that's, that's don't that's, do that. That's, that's toxic. That's toxic behavior from from us thinking up like that. But it's it's toxic as fuck for us to think like that. But it's like I see why you did it. That shit weird as hell. But like you keep doing you. Be you. <laughs> right. Exactly. And you know, growing up, like little when I got to college, I'm like, okay, whoa, this is anime. So now I start checking out more animes and whatnot, and I just found like. I'd rather have my kids watch anime than watch regular cartoons, to be honest. Those are the better, in in my life, those are the better cartoons that have displayed, like, any type of influence in me. Now... Storyline, fucking graphics, just everything. Right. Now, let me me defend our regular cartoons. Like, the 90s had a bunch of great shows, and, like, the late 2000s were, like, the regular show, Adventure Time. Um, Even the Boondocks is kind of, like, anime- in a way, I'm be gonna count that as anime. Yeah, it's anime, but like well, cartoons, even, we thinking of Johnny Bravo, Powerpuff Girls, Curse of Carly yeah. Dog, you know SpongeBob, you know Scooby Doo, all classics. Classic. Don't get me wrong. Not, not I would never, anything. I would never disrespect Scooby Doo or nothing, anything like that. Right, Rugrats, Dexter Lab. Oh hell no! Don't ever disrespect <laughs> Rugrats. I, I slap a nigga on my nigga uh, Tommy and uh. Chuck. Yeah. <laughs> Angelica can get these hands though. Man, what? I stop sure Angelica I've ever seen her for real. Not to right. be toxic. <laughs> but y'all, y'all know how she was on that show. <laughs> but anime has just been like it's just so dope. Like right now, I'm watching I don't know how many animes. Like Grant was just laughing at me the other day. Like I got so many animes to catch up on because people in our chat keep saying, watch this, watch that, watch that. I'm trying to like watch them all. Like, and like I'm trying to watch them all too. And like <laughs> But like recently, I just caught up with Demon Slayer, but hey, like I didn't, get, hey. I didn't get hip to it episode until... eight. <laughs> I'm on no. episode eight. You on your episode eight? Yeah, don't say nothing. I'm not, I'm not about to. I'm not about to say nothing. That's gonna, uh, you know, get you, uh, you know, spoilers. But like, I didn't get hip to it until I seen on Twitter like the animation from it. I was just like, no, what is this show? 
So it's I went cold. through the comments. They said Demon Slayer. Okay, I'm going to check it out. Of course, it hasn't been dubbed yet. So it's just you got to read the subtitles. When you're watching anime and, re- and like reading the subtitles at the same time, it's like you're not even reading the subtitles because you're just watching. But it's like you're reading it. It's, uh, it's I can't I can't describe it. I can't describe I, I can't describe. But like those who watch anime uh, that's not dubbed and you have to read the subtitles, you understand. You're actually right. catching everything, but you're still reading all the, all the words. Right. Right. You know, Demon Slayer. That that show hard. So if anybody out there that need to watch a new anime, pick up Demon Slayer. It's only 19 episodes in, so you're not gonna feel left behind. Hop on, bro. It's definitely worth it. That shit is so fucking good, man. Even right now, I'm watching. I'm watching Naruto. Talk about it, man. Hey, Talk about it. I will say this right here. I am quote me because I'm saying shit. <laughs> <laughs> Naruto has to be in the conversation of one of the greatest TV shows of all time. It's uh has me, to be. For me, uh what well, animes is definitely uh, Naruto and Dragon Ball Z it doesn't get any more any less anymore, any better. It's just those who are the top tier. Uh with Naruto. I'm talking any show, bro. Any Please. show? Naruto better than the way I seen Game of Thrones end on those last two seasons, Naruto. Oh, you're way, not gonna be disappointed waiting not to win. Trust me, <laughs> <laughs> bro. This this show is so amazing, man. Yeah, I'm at the I park. love Naruto. Like Naruto, the the storyline just behind it, like the backstory, it gives you everything. The fighting, the scenes, the powers, the uh, you know, the powering up, the chakra, just everything involved. Bro, Naruto is just beautiful. The greatest thing though about it is the character development. You get to see like from really from being kids. So yeah, and and, it, and it's gradual and appropriate with it too, because like a lot of shows, like the boon- rush things. Yeah, you know, like the boon, like Rugrats, for example. Yeah, Rugrats. All they did Rugrats, up. and then they did Rugrats all grown up. Terrible. There's a whole gap from being a baby to being preteens and teenagers. All grown up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we didn't get to see that with Naruto. You get to see that. You get to see the the gradual change and the growth. There's a three year period that you miss with Naruto, but they go back to it. But they uh-huh. go back to it and they talk uh-huh. about it. Yeah. They go in the past before Naruto was born. I'm at the part where he just met his mom's dog. Oh, you just met his mom for that's part you are? Well, I, I'm past that, but like that's like a big substantial part. Yeah, or that's, like, that, that's the that's like the main point that you're going to because it's it's a lot of uh fillers that you yeah. gotta go between to get through to get to the next, you know. But, main but plot. I'm, I'm stealing some main plot stuff right now. You know, they just they were scrapping with Kisame. He just okay. he, he just offed himself. <laughs> okay. You know, it, it was crazy. And they were showing Kisame how he met uh, Itachi when he was talking to Itachi, bro. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that shit was hard. They showed That's Madara crazy. going back to um, mess with the uh, the village hidden in the rain. Mm-hmm. And then just talking, I forgot her name, but, you know, saying that he gave uh, Nagato his eyes. Yeah. Bro, it's just beautiful. This development and everything. But like, what? Uh, funny thing, funny, some funny quote put in the chat. I fight a motherfucker over uh, Naruto, <laughs> and I was just like, so you're gonna fight somebody over a gay main character who's chasing his boyfriend who left his village? That's a hot take. If you ever watched the show, that is a show a hot take. <laughs> That's a hot take. When when I, when I put it into that perspective, that shit is hilarious. But like, it's it's more than that. But I was just putting it out there, like, ah, don't fight nobody over that. But it's it's a great show. Bro, <laughs> look, I'll say it right here. I will beat you up, bro. I will beat you up talking about Naruto, bro. 
I'm, I'm the same way with <laughs> I'm I'm the same way with Dragon Ball Z and DB Super man. Like I'm the same way with that. Hey, Super messed up on that movie with Brawley. I, I disagree. No, they they messed up, bro. Off off of the original Brawley movie. F- fuck the originals. It's Super. Then those don't even count. <laughs> now, now Dragon Ball Z on their X Men stuff. <laughs> now, like now, now I'm mad, bro. Nah, see, but like, but uh, but the movies were always just like a uh, like the Naruto movies. Yeah, it was just always just you know a different aspect, different story, different variation of what if of like what could have. It was never like a main storyline with the show. The movies, the movies, Restoration F. Uh, the Battle of the Gods and the Broly movie are tied into the main storyline with the show, so that's why I'm like, you can't really, you can't look at it from that perspective. You gotta look at it from perspective. Like these movies are made to be entitled to the storyline. The movies in the past were not made to be entitled to the storyline. It was just something to make extra money off of while they was bringing us the shit with the storyline. You feel me? Yeah, but <clears throat> as a, I don't want to hear none of that, bro. <laughs> I'm sitting there mad. Why? Which it, if they didn't come out with those two movies about Brawley already, then this one would have been pretty solid. I would I would say. But if we're going off storyline and and that basis, then yeah, I'm kind of disappointed. Okay. But I yeah, Nar- the movie the movie was hype. Yeah, it's still a hype movie though. Like if you if you haven't seen any of them, like go ahead watch it. You gonna you gonna enjoy. You are gonna love it. But I would still say Naruto is that. Oh, Naruto is that for sure. Naruto's lit, man. But like, hey, like you said, Demon Slayer is legit. I love that show. Man, it's, hey, that Demon Slayer fucking crazy, man. Like, it's like a bunch of animes that I like. I've watched, you know, My Hero Academia, uh, Delta Blade, uh, freaking, you know, Naruto. Of course, Naruto and DBZ. Seven uh, Deadly Sins. Seven Deadly Sins. Uh, the Rising of the Shield Hero. Like, you know, I've been I be on my anime shit, man. Like then those like going back to like the toxic shit, like, you know, being a nerd watching anime and shit like that. Like it was toxic back then and I was just like, Hey, that's what we do, baby. Embrace it. Embrace you know it. Embrace who you are, be who you are. You know, you can't you, you can't go to the hood like hey y'all ch- y'all watch that new Demon Slayer episode. You can't, you can't do that. But you gotta you gotta embrace who you are. Like nigga, watch you don't me. watch you don't watch anime. Watch nigga? me. You don't watch anime, <laughs> nigga. You don't watch anime, nigga. You's an idiot for not watching anime. That shit hard, bro. And I feel like, oh shit. Everybody I met who've been like, yeah, man, I love Naruto. I just build a better connection with them. Yeah, it's it's so many life lessons you can learn through Naruto, bro. That it's just like, there's different type of people that have been bred through Naruto, that that just know more about life and can handle situations differently. And a lot of people grew up off of Naruto too. Right? Mm-hmm. So like with me, I caught it. I caught it like uh, when it was coming on, but I caught it like towards the end. So like I had to go back and watch it about like three or four years ago and just rewatch it from the beginning. But like if I was watching it when it was airing and everything, I would have went crazy waiting week to week for that shit. Man, because <laughs> these episodes ain't long. <laughs> exactly that shit. Cr- like you, you got to wait week to week for this shit. Fuck that. I would have been, bro. I would have been. <laughs> <laughs> you feel me? Like, that shit crazy. Man. But shout out to anime, man. Anime is definitely here. It's not going nowhere. Yeah, they keep out coming up with new shit. Hey, black kids, embrace it. Do what you got to do. 
it's hey, it's cool out here. Hey, and give Tsunami its props. Tsunami been Tsunami been serving for years and ain't been getting recognized. So give Tsunami its props. But music, bro. We got a lot of good music that done dropped. A little quick hot second you dropped in the last episode. You said Rick Ross is one of the most underrated rappers in the game right now today. Mm-hmm. This yeah. Port Miami 2? Port Miami 2 dropped. And what's up? Well, how you feel about it? That, that boy fired. That, that's exactly. Cool. You know, I, I wasn't I wasn't done. I was, I've been waiting on Ross to drop for a minute. Yeah. And... The last couple of albums has been, huh, 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 huh. But this right here, this is a solid body of work. I ain't going to hold you up. You know, you got Wale on here. You got Summer Walker on here. Dej Love. Swiss Beats. That's Summer Rain. Crazy. That's Summer Rain hard. Rich Nigga Lifestyle with Nipsey. Nipsey talking that shit. Uh, Born to Kill. I Still Pray. That Vegas Redness-y. Uh He talking that shit on there. Damn. Uh the Maybach Music 4 with Wayne. I wish he would have got that Pusha T uh, first with it. That would have been uh, nice. That, uh, did you hear the verse? I heard snippets it, of it. I ain't, it, I ain't. it leaked online. Pusha T was talking that shit. You know how I feel about Push personally. I feel like yeah. he's an underrated motherfucking, uh, motherfucker that does his thing out here. And that Gold Roses with Drake, you know, all together. This is a fucking great album. Yeah. It's up and down. Tiana Taylor was on here, too. You know what I'm saying? Um, Lucci was on here. Even um, A Boogie with the hoodie. A Boogie, A Boogie with here. the hoodie. <laughs> he was on here going, he was, he made that song a little nicer too. Yeah, he did. He did for sure. I appreciated that, man. Man, that, that was nice. I appreciated that. Another album, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't know what was, mm-hmm. <laughs> what was going to be about it, but that uh, So Much Fun by Young Thug. Thugger talking that shit. Boy, this album hard. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. I, I'm not even, like I. I was like before. I was like uh with the Barty year for whatever uh, Thugger drop. I was like uh you know. But then like through the years, I've been like okay, Young Thug actually be talking shit. Like he got some hits too. Then uh then the man, the myth, the legend, the goat, Cold, Cold World. World. He Cold ex- World. executive produced the album, and it was just like okay, let me check this out. I know he executive produced this. He executive produced the whole album. That explains it all, bro. I ain't, <laughs> I ain't got it. Exactly. I, that, that explains Man, it all, bro. That explains it all. Cold World. The new Nat King. If I ain't the illest nigga, I'm his new vaccine. Really <laughs> more like poison when it's new Jack Swing. <laughs> Oh, oh, don't kill him. Don't kill him. Man, cold world, bro. Cold world, my baby. <laughs> That's so much fun. Go crazy, man. Like man. that bad, bad, bad. That little baby. Shit, serve hot. <laughs> yeah, I'm scared with 21 Savage. Man. Man. Circle bosses with Quavo. Of course, they got the London on there with Cove and Travis Scott. Yeah. Just overall body of work. Uh... You know, Thug dropped probably, in my personal opinion, probably his best album to this date. I'm not a Young Thug fan, so I won't even take That's a hot take for me because I'm not because I listen to like two of his albums, but it's like, but like I didn't get through the albums. I'm gonna put it like that. I didn't get yeah. through like the whole album. I probably listened to like the first like six or seven songs, and I was like, I can't listen to this shit no more. But like this album, it kept me tuned in. It kept me going through the whole way, and I was just like. Looking back at it, I listened to like two or three times. I was just looking back like, damn, he created a nice, a nice, perfect body of work. And he did his fucking thing. It was so much fun. 
And uh, yeah, shout out to Thugger. Man, we got some uh, some Detroit music that dropped that damn John Boy, John Boy drop with a uh, Super Saiyan talking more anime reference right there. So yeah, that's what you said. You can't take anime to the hood. I was saying, watch me, bro. Look, <laughs> they got a whole album called Super Saiyan. That's anime, bro. Yeah, yeah. Niggas on the, niggas probably don't even know right now that they they support anime in a sense. <laughs> I think I think like I think like uh well like DBZ is like more hood and yeah. twine with the hood than Naruto or any other anime is because DBZ again going back to Nami was on the TV more than any of those sh- other shows were and that, that shout out Pokemon to yeah Pokemon Yu Gi Oh and that shout out to Nami because you know because they Tsunami, uh, bro they uh bought the forefront of bringing that audience to us. So, like you said, uh, Dame Boy got the uh, Super Saiyan out here. You know, motherfuckers know what Super Saiyan is, you know? They know yeah. what it is. But it was just like like I was saying, like, you can't just go, like, chakra. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Bro, you just got to try it, bro. They look at you crazy as hell. You just got to introduce people into it, just spread it in. I'll be doing it. I'll be doing it here and there. Motherfuckers going to be hit. This, this album was straight. Like, it wasn't... Like JR still got the JR still got the one of the coldest albums to me right now. What about the PZ shit? Talking about that PZ? Yeah. It's like little, nine songs. Yeah, like, nine you know? songs. Like, it was, that, that was straight. It's like three of the three of the nine songs I like. Maybe yeah. four. I feel like that was like something for him to give to the people before he, you know, service 18 months, man. Free Peasy. But Peasy. He gonna give us a lot of that bullshit so he uh get out and be done with that shit. Yeah, so I feel like that's just what this was. And I, yeah. you know. But but you're right though, our star JR does have the uh project for Detroit of the year so far. Yeah. Well um shit, quality control drop. I didn't uh, listen to that yet. It's it's so many damn songs. It's 36 songs on here, bro. And honestly, I'ma say this. I'm gonna say it right here. I had more I had more fun listening to the the songs on that second half of the album with the lesser, you know, name artist. With quality control, so you listen to it. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing. Okay. Like the, it, it was decent, like all the way through. But you know, you like the Tigrisley and you little yachty. I to be honest, I didn't really like that song. Okay, but you know, it's a compilation album, so it's not really like something like to piggyback off of. Yeah, just what like about the blood baby off. and the baby song. That was hard, but that's been out though. Yeah, so like I, I feel like that. I knew that was there already. I, w- I wanted to see more new stuff. And I think like some of the uh, the songs on the end were pretty good. Okay. I can't even think of the names of them right now, but I know they was pretty good. Okay. So like, okay, the quality. I haven't listened to it yet. Like I probably listened to like the first 10 songs. I was just like, damn, this shit long as hell. I ain't about to listen to all that shit. All right. But like the quality control, when they dropped their volume one in 2017, I ain't listened to the, all them songs, but they had, they had a couple... You know, good ass songs on there. Like my personal favorite was the uh, "We the Ones" with uh, T Grizzly and uh, Take Off. <laughs> oh yeah, that, that come yeah, on man, that, that was my shit on there. Like, oh shit, we uh, on that drink again? <laughs> yeah, you know that's that's my. Sh- I still listen to that shit. All right. <laughs> like as far as me finding that niche with this one, I didn't find it yet, but I didn't listen to the whole thing also. So right. like, you know, I'll probably still check it out. You know. But like, damn, a lot of great music dropped on uh, Friday this past week and in the past couple of weeks also. So, but like, what's your, what's your favorite one so far? My favorite so far is 
those feelings again. <laughs> those feels again. I don't know how to say uh, it. Uh, uh, it's it like snow. Snow. Uh, Allegra. Allegra. Uh, uh, snow. Alex. S n o h a a l e g r a. For it's anybody. Called, that uh, those feels again. Those feels again. It's Bro, this, crazy this, though, cause like this, this is toxic <laughs> shit. This is to, to go back on the toxic shit, right? Yeah, I, I, I listened to the album twice today. I was like, "Damn, bro, this shit hard." I'm about to drop this bitch in the chat. I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna do that shit, man. It's like, what the fuck you listen to? Oh, I want a female shit. You know what I'm saying? But it's like the album was hard because I've been listening to that one true around for like the last three months. That song done been out for a long time now. For real, I I wasn't even hip to her. But like, all. you know, the crazy thing is, I put that I want you around song in the chat. And motherfuckers don't, motherfuckers don't be paying attention, man. I'll be dropping some little shit. <laughs> I'll be dropping some little shit, and motherfuckers don't be paying attention. I dropped the I Want You Around track, and because she she already got a video to that shit and everything. That shit have been off like the last two or three months. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm just now getting hip to her. <laughs> this album, man. <laughs> this album is nice, bro. Like, the title says it all, man. And I feel like any music that can really move you emotionally is great music, man. Like anything that can get you hype, get you sad, get you happy, get you laughing, anything, bro. That's that's good music. That's good quality music. Anything that get you dancing, whatever, bro. This in your feelings too. Gets you right in your feelings, and that is beautiful, bro. Like it's like a she talking it, bro. She talking that shit. <laughs> she talking it, bro. And I appreciate that. And it's only forty minutes too. Check that shit out. Shit go by just like that. You don't listen to it. you like, damn, she on here talking, talking. You have to play it back again. I'm like, damn, this shit is beautiful. She, she dropped something in 2017 called Feels. I need to, I need to spend some time in the in the back cave and just play some some snow. Listen when you when you uh listen to that feels, listen to Food for You. But it's a song called Food for You on there. That's my yep. shit. Yeah, man, I gotta check her out because you know she did her thing on there, man. Like, like when I first heard this song, though, when I first heard her, like that, I want you around, like uh, on a Joe Budden podcast where he had uh played, they be doing their little sleeper picks, and they play, and he played, I want you around, and I listened to it, and I saw the video, I was like, damn, what is she? But she had a nigga in the video and everything. I was like, mm. okay, she, she with the culture. Like, check out the I want you around video. I was been out for a, for a minute now. Definitely check yeah. that video out. And uh, and um, yeah, she dropped. She dropped. And what my opinion is, it's a, it's a great body of work, and uh, it's gonna, it's gonna definitely gonna be in my rotation for a minute. Man, man, I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna check it out. Any more music? Cause I ain't, I ain't got nothing else. I don't think. For music wise, it was just those, just those. No. Oh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg dropped. Oh yeah, Snoop, Snoop Dogg did drop. Dropped. Yeah. I, I want to thank me. This yeah. this was a nice album. I think it kind of went a little long. It had twenty two songs on it, okay. which I didn't think Snoop, he needed. Snoop like, don't need it. Snoop don't need to do that. Though. Yeah, like he had some songs that just did not need to be but there. The, but the old heads love doing it. Like the E forty album was like twenty eight songs. Yeah, he got songs. he got Trey songs on here. Jermaine Dupri, Slim Uncle Jimmy, Slim Jimmy on there. <laughs> he got he got Russ, Wiz Khalifa, YG got Mustard on there producing. Got Chris Brown on here, Swiss Beats. And Slick Rick, mm-hmm. it, it's it's a solid solid album, man. I really rock with that. Uh, Let bygones be bygones. He was really addressing the whole Suge Knight situation and all like the the different beefs that went through hip hop culture in the nineties. That shit. that you know we tragically lost Tupac Shakur and um 
Mr. Christopher Wallace. It's only Christopher I acknowledge. Big and, Smalls. And I think that's like, that's really big to touch on, especially when you was a part of that culture. You know, Snoop when beef was at the was, forefront of that shit. Right. When, not, when not beef just was like part real. Of he, was at, he was at the forefront of that shit. Like he was, he was there. He lived yeah, it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> when 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 hip hop's influence was more than just shit, hip hop influence today is hip hop is more than just music. It's also like our what we wear, what we see on TV. All hip hop is everywhere. But like from from the music standpoint, hip hop's influence in the '90s was really something that the world did not know was coming. Mm-hmm. You know, it, peaking from the '80s. You know, no, creeping out from the '80s to the '90s. Us. Yeah, like and especially when though. You had like in the eighties, Uncle Luke. Mm-hmm. You know, fighting for our fighting for our our rights. Like this is what I what I get upset when I mentioned earlier about the whole Jay Z thing when we put all trusted entertainers. What was like politicians? Where were y'all at when Uncle Luke? Well, I mean, I'm pretty sure there was assistance and help somewhere between black politicians, but like it shouldn't have been having it shouldn't have to have been placed on Uncle Luke's shoulders to fight for the First Amendment right for black people to speak in hip hop music for us to continue to make what we enjoy listening to. Shoot. It shouldn't have to take NWA to, to say fuck the police without actually having it. We we still would get our heads beat in, but now it's like... I'm sick they got arrested in Detroit for that shit, though. Like, exactly. It was like, fuck Detroit. You just had to look back in the fucking... <laughs> you had to look back. <laughs> like, fuck, like, Hip-hop and music has been... Involved, and now we the, we the pinnacle of this shit. Right, but, I feel like hip hop gonna be looked at like let's say seventy years from now from when this music evolved to something else because you know music is forever evolving. Just before rock and roll was running this shit. Right. It's gonna be looked at just how MLK is looked at, you know, in that, that documentary King in the Wilderness, he was hated, bro. Like hated by many in his last eighteen months. You know, there was people who still loved him and still believed in his message and still rocked with MLK and was hard hard for him but like now we have a whole day dedicated to MLK but at the time the president he he was um, the most dangerous man in America listed as the most da- one of the most dangerous men in America which is crazy when he was all about peaceful well, all about peace non-violence but now we praise him now and then yeah. we look at hip hop hip hop has went through so much bro with trying to violate our first amendment by trying to say that hip hop is dangerous for your children to listen to, that um hip hop is all negative, it's all about money, hoes, bitches, jewelry, cars, and flash. It's not, bro. Hip hop is unique. It's very unique, and I think that people gonna people are slowly realizing that. But I think years to come, 60, 70 years later, we might have the instead of the rock and roll hall of fame, we're gonna have the hip hop hall of fame or something like that, where hip hop is praised more. And Definitely. There would be a lot more recognition to what is happening. You know, we we see documentaries that come out. They they finally breaking out of that whole Tupac Biggie, who killed who, murdered documentaries. Now it's like, okay, let's look at the culture. Let's look at the influence outside of just Tupac and Biggie. That that impact of everything just going through whatever. Yeah. But years to come down the line, we're gonna be praising Uncle Snoop, bro. We're gonna be praising Dre, Jay Z. You know, we're going to be praising Cole, Drake, Kendrick, Big Sean, Kendrick, Wale. Big Sean, Wale, Meek. Awesome. Meek. Like, we're going to be we're gonna be seeing how how hip-hop really was shaping the world. I forgot. I think it was... Um, it's in a book I've been reading, Black Detroit. 
Um, any oh anybody written by Herb Boyd, anybody from the Detroit area, black, white, whoever. If you want to learn a little bit more about the culture of Detroit and really where it all started from and how it evolved over time, pick up the book Black Detroit. It's pretty thick. It's a it's a good read, but it really breaks down the history. You get to learn about what who are these counties named after, some of these slave owners, who are these streets are named after downtown after these slave owners. And some of the neighborhoods that people was popping off at that that was really moving stuff, you know, like the Detroit River during a time where slavery was becoming abolished. And, you know, before the Civil War, you had a lot of people running away from slavery. There was jurisdiction in the U.S. and a little bit jurisdiction in, in Canada, but there was like, you know, slavery in Canada and people was coming back to find the fugitive slaves People, black people was hanging out on the Detroit River because there was no jurisdiction and people couldn't couldn't arrest you or take you back to a slave owner that was trying to claim you because you ain't have no papers to claim that you were free. Like just knowing that history alone make me look at the Detroit River like even though I already knew the Detroit River was a, a source. What it was. Yeah. yeah, I already knew what it yeah. was. <laughs> but like just knowing like that significance right there. Bro, made me take more pride in the city of Detroit. So just picking up the book, Black Detroit. But her boy mentioned that the music of your city moves you. Like, it's the tempo of the people, and it keeps pushing and going forward. And I thought that was just one of, like, the dopest analogies to just... Yeah. He was talking about Motown and how, like, all those people back then was living in the projects and how the projects was, like, a different view of what it is today. How, like, the projects, you know, it was a lot more crime, violence, drugs, all that stuff projects back then was like family everybody door was open you go to the neighbor's crib go eat some dinner with they people come back home like it was it was good it was all good before like the negative stuff came in you can hear the uh huh all different type of groups singing in they in their homes and in, in the projects getting and just, auditioning getting ready for their auditions getting ready right. for the trap thing shit and it's like beautiful sounds bro. yeah and, like they was in the hood just you living know, that's on Detroit. the motel on the west side just to you know record and that and that and that was beautiful. So I, I thought that was pretty cool. So anybody who's looking for a good read, man, pick up Black Detroit by Her Boy, man. That's that's a good read if you're in the Detroit area and you love your city, like you say you do. Because a lot of people out here getting tatted Detroit, tatted this, but don't even know the history of Detroit. Don't even know where these street where these street names come from and like what hoods they repping that they killing over. <laughs> Definitely don't know. I understand the history of they hoods. Or like you, you are fucking killing a nigga because you live on this side or that side or this street, but you don't know that this street is named after a slave owner. You seem like right. a fucking idiot. An idiot, bro. But like you got to please do- don't die over the neighborhood <laughs> that your mama ran. <laughs> Hove. but like, hey, listen, you got to take the time and perseverance just to uh, to indulge in that type of uh, environment, just to uh, you know see a different outlook. You know, just to uh, get the con- get behind the concept of what was Detroit back then and what it is now. Uh. It's, it's definitely you gonna love the growth, man. Especially if you love this city, dog. Ain't not, I, I swear, man, ain't nothing like Detroit, bro. It's nothing and, like it. You know, I took advantage of it, or was like entitled to it, just being being from Detroit and just being around the area. Just like, oh, this is just everyday life, man. I moved down here, and I'm like, bro, this is so different. <laughs> this is different. There's some things that are a little better down here and some things that are a little worse, but I just got to see the uniqueness of Detroit a little differently now that I've been moved out of the out yeah, of the state. Like not even just love coming home though. You'd be like, damn. Yeah. Home. Detroit. Um, my city. But yeah. So when we close and you got any bitch fuck yous for over the two weeks, cause I 
I don't think I got no man. I've been real peaceful, man. Man, you've been peaceful for the last month, dog. <laughs> I don't need you to get it together. We can't, hey. this, we, can, we can't have a segment if you ain't gonna have no bitch fuck yous, man. You've been you've just been peaceful, like you sure you ain't got nothing. I'm, I can't think of nothing. Nobody has been doing nothing, bro. People have just been giving me friendly smiles, and I've just been minding my fucking business. Man, let me tell you. So Saturday, this little bit pull up to the to my cut. Nah, I'm talking shit. <laughs> I'm 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 not gonna use that as an example, but uh, yeah. Anyway, I just want to get a, a polite, no, not a polite, uh, extreme bitch fuck you to the drivers in Michigan in the Metro Detroit area. <laughs> you you motherfuckers are terrible, especially. When I'm driving that bus, y'all be trying to beat a bus, and y'all don't understand. I will hit you. <laughs> you're not you're, playing, and you're not. You're gonna die. I'm sorry. Like you're you're gonna get hit. You're probably gonna be fucked up. But it's like you're you're trying to cut off a bus. You're trying to speed past a bus. I'm just trying to move lanes. You know, go this way, go that way. You're trying to just speed past us, do this and that. It's really not that necessary. Like you're gonna you're gonna beat the bus and get stopped at the next stoplight. Like, come on, be smart. We gotta do better. We gotta do better, people. And like me personally, if you see me behind the wheel, be aware I would hit your ass. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is about it. Let me hold on. Let me. Matter of fact, today I'm pulling out. I see a car. Like I pull out just a little bit, just you know, just to get a uh, better view of my, uh, you know, the uh, street. This, this motherfucker beeping it. He beeped his horn like the whole way down. Then he stopped the car. Like you can't see. Like what you can't see. I stop. <laughs> I stopped the bus. Like what the. F- like what's up? What, what you talking about? <laughs> I, I, I forgot where I was at for a minute, bro. I'm gonna be real with you. I forgot where I was at. I, was, I, I know, bro. I ain't just stopped the car. It's like this older white dude. I'm like in Mount Clemens. Man. You know, hey, hey, people, hey. Matter of fact, this 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 is a, a hot take. Y'all get a little, I get a little ballsier with y'all uh, road rage when y'all not in Detroit. That's 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 just facts. Y'all not doing that shit in Detroit. That. Y'all not doing that shit in Detroit. Cause, <laughs> cause uh, you get on the car in Detroit, somebody comes slot the fuck out of you. The cops ain't coming for you, baby. Alright, ain't nobody coming. <laughs> ain't nobody coming for you. You do that shit in Mount Clemens or St. Shores, they coming just like that. So this motherfucker stopped, looked at me crazy, said, I'm like, what up? He pull over. Shit, I stopped the bus. Shit, I'm like, you know, I was like, no. the bus, bro. <laughs> Oh, I stopped. I stopped that motherfucker. I stopped that motherfucker in the middle of the road. I'm like, man, what the, what the fuck you trying to do? And I was like, let me keep driving. I forgot where the fuck I was at, dog. It, I ain't had no passengers on. I had oh, no okay. passengers. Okay, I about to it say, was, man. It was like right at the start of my route. Like, I was just starting my route. I had just got off of lunch. Not even lunch, because we don't get lunches. We get, we get like 20, 20 and 30 minute breaks here and there. So, you know, I was just coming up for that. And the nigga just, he was on that. So I was just like, I was really about to fuck this nigga up. And I, we went out nigga, this old, this older dude. And I was just like, you know what? It's not, let me, let me chill off. I forgot where I was at for a minute. He was about to catch a case in the club. Definitely about to catch a case in the club. But other than that, you know, it's been, you know, it's been real peaceful. Besides uh, Saturday, uh, Shawty acting like a motherfucking, you know, you know, <laughs> But you know, hey, it ain't shit. You've been going through it, Pat. I'm so sorry. <laughs> oh, man, I just been catching it, man. It ain't shit, man. You know. Uh, Shout out to hope, the real ones, up. I hope my days don't be coming. But I feel like the bitch fuck you is gonna be coming soon. So we'll see. We'll see. 
Hey, but uh, appreciate everybody for listening, continue to listen. And uh, we only going to get better. It's only up from here. Continue through this journey for, with us. And we yeah, love yeah, yeah, yeah. Continue to support us. And shit, listen, motherfucker, everything in the between podcast. Nigga. Straight up. If you do, because we all crew. Just try me if you think I'm bullshit. <laughs> Look at this. The brother finally decides to stand up like a man and throw down. Too bad Raheem had to die first, huh? It's over. Everything starts from now. We all go down unless we stay together. Ain't no one man above the crew. You know that shit. Crazy, man. You know what? When you said that last time, I was kind of tripping, right? But now, you right. I am crazy. But you know what else? I don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck about you. I don't give a fuck about Steel. And I don't give a fuck about Raheem either. I don't give a fuck about myself. Look, I ain't shit. I ain't never gonna be shit. And you less of a man than me, so as soon as I decide that you ain't gonna be shit, so be it. You remember that, motherfucker. Cause I'm the one y'all need to be worried about. Partner. <laughs>